I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. For me, the personality is not always a positive one, or rather, it's positive mostly only when it is allowed to operate creatively. Otherwise, it can be a drag. For me, creating things is about finding a place for feelings that would otherwise interfere with ordinary life. Those could be feelings of aggression. They could be feelings of depression. For me, those are two common ones and they're not feelings that i want to dominate my ordinary life which is why they work so well as an engine for making things when i was a kid and people told me that einstein spent the last decades of his life in new jersey i thought the idea was strange it was hard to picture him walking around with other jersey types tony soprano came to mind though he didn't exist yet did einstein go with someone like tony to construction sites or was he one of the atlantic city boardwalk counting the chain counting the change in his pocket hoping he could scrape up enough cash to make it big at the casino at some point my parents and i were driving up from philadelphia so that they could play a concert somewhere in the northeast we took the i-95 which went near princeton new jersey and when i saw the sign i remember reading that albert einstein walked around princeton he would scan the ground for cigarette butts when he saw one he would pick it up and empty the remaining tobacco into his pipe it wasn't that he was cheap maybe he was but that wasn't why he did it his doctor had forbidden him from smoking and he was being defiant he was being resourceful he also he was telling the world that he didn't want them to put wall want them to put walls around him if he wanted to do something he was going to do it try to stop him einstein's cigarette butts reminded me of another component of creativity which is that you have to pay attention you have to watch the ground i may be more guilty of this than other creators partly because i wonder whether i really am creative in the first place maybe i'm just a great student scouring the sidewalk for pieces of things other people made so i can pick them up and stuff them in my pipe hey welcome to the blackout tips podcast with your hopes rod and karen and we're live on a saturday afternoon ready to do some podcasting yes find us on itunes stitcher podomatic search the, the blackout tips and give us five star reviews we're gonna read those today we are the ones that you left and y'all did leave a few thank you yay we appreciate it okay we do. um <clears throat> you can also email us the blackout tips at gmail.com you can leave voicemails we didn't get any this week but the number is 704-557-0186 make sure the voicemail is two minutes or less um you can also uh leave comments on our website theblackguywhotips.com each episode has a uh um a, a post on our site you can leave a comment on each post we read them you there's polls on each post you can finish the poll like click on that leave a comment on the poll page all that stuff just go to the black guy who tips.com and hook us up like well, this is all about you feedback shows are where we talk about the things that you guys wanted to talk about throughout the week this will probably be a shorter feedback show because i think we only did three episodes this week for the regular feed yes um i had to take a couple of days off mental health stuff just uh just wasn't feeling it Mm-mm. um but uh if you want some more rod okay because i'm always around there's plenty of places to get me yes. but the best place tonight if you're listening live if you're listening to this on a saturday uh i will be on keith and the girls uh silent trailer game show um at 8 p.m tonight so you can find that by going to keithandthegirl.com slash tickets and if you use code tbgw tbgwt you get half off of your ticket all right so tbgwt to get half off of the ticket so i think tickets are normally like ten dollars it'll be five for you so uh yeah check it out uh i think it's gonna be a fun time i'd love mm-hmm. to see you guys there 
uh in the zoom chat with the links and all that stuff hanging out with us um so i'm looking forward to that tonight uh so eight o'clock eastern standard time uh six six my brother's birthday happy birthday rodney happy birthday rodney all right let's talk about the excerpt the excerpt that we are reading today is from creative quest by the uh quest love of the roots um and it's a whole book about creativity um and i thought about a couple things he said there one being creative to put emotions that you don't want to dominate your life into like capsules and coordinate coordinate it off that is an interesting concept you know um so you know and it makes sense when you think about a lot of people's art you know where your art is angry your art is sad your art is this and then saying well i'm putting it here so that i don't have to live in it all the time right um which i thought is was cool um you know i feel like i my i feel like what we do is creative and it's definitely art to do the podcast but i i would not say that i'm doing it to not experience it other places um because i feel like the joy we have during the show is a joy that i love living in you know yes um and even just the explanations and stuff like that so on a as a regular thing i don't think it is but in general there is certain things that go into the show that is exactly that like yes where i'm like i don't want to be angry all the time but i'm going to express my anger on this show in this confined space um for this finite amount of time and then i'm going to move on Mm -hmm. to my regular life you know i'm frustrated with um certain events that are happening here's a place i can say it and you know and it's different than other places where like social media you have so many people putting into the pot right you know you you can go in and say man my wife slapped me in my face and someone's gonna be like well what did you deserve to be slapped another person's gonna be like, like you should hit it back yeah call the police no kill you know divorce you know and, and so something that you know i might say on this podcast and it's me and you and the rest of the people are passively listening right there's a difference and so there are things you know more complex nuanced thoughts feelings that i have that i don't want to like put out there into the ether to to yuck anyone's yum but i do feel like a need to express it that happens all the time with the podcast and i never had thought of it that way until i read this and was like yeah but when i don't like something i see people doing but i also don't really think it's a big enough deal to start no shit over it and i really don't want to attract those people's attention and argue with them i do go to the podcast you know when i have uh complicated thoughts about you know politics or blackness or whatever i love the podcast for that you know and i don't want those thoughts to dominate my life all the time and sometimes before we get on the mic it'll be something i've been thinking about for a while and i'm like okay finally i can talk about this right this is the spot yeah excuse me this is the place to talk about it something that i kind of picked up from it uh which is really interesting is that when he was talking about albert einstein Mm. um the things about creatives uh is that uh, they'll look at things that other people consider trash you know because when people smoke they dump they dump that and they don't think twice about that like that's mm-hmm. an afterthought Them people know moved on with their lives they hadn't thought about that so he literally picked up something somebody else had used and turned it into something else black people do that all the goddamn time a lot of times out of necessity 
mm-hmm. we pick up other things that people consider trash and we'll recycle it we'll find another purpose for it we'll be innovative with it uh but to other people they were like that's trash he was like no i have to do this i'm doing this because i have to he was doing it because he wanted to Right. and uh some people do that because they want to some people actually like they say they look at the ground they look at things around them they observe they soak in things they adapt and they adjust and i think that is that's a very different uh take on it that i never really thought about because uh i know that uh, a lot of places particularly i'm just picking on california mm-hmm. uh kind of ban plastic bags but uh in, in, in the Negro community, we use plastic bags for a lot of purposes other than just to carry your groceries. You know, we use it as, as conditioners for hair. You know, you wrap your hair up in it. It's a shower cap. You take your lunch in it. You use it as a trash bag. It has multiple purposes. But, you know, to most people, they take that plastic bag and throw it in the trash can. Right. Same thing with Crown Royal bags. Come on. You can find multiple purposes for it. So, yeah. And, and yeah, it is interesting because that is the second part I wanted to get into. You, you said it so eloquently, but the ability for creative people to see something that people find useless and find the use in the thing you know like for example with our podcast people think a podcast is supposed to be 100 percent um action like if you watch the action movie it's supposed to be 100 percent a like uh you know nothing but gunshots and bullets and fights and then like and the then episode the episode of teen titans where it was like action action and, and uh robin was like no you got to have explanation of the shit don't make sense right which is fine though because right, there's a lot fine. of podcasts that are nothing but action correct they've cut down the ums and uhs they cut down the lulls and silences mm-hmm. they even cut out the conversation so that the conversation even if it's cut and abrupt and it doesn't feel right it's like at least it's short you know and that is definitely a way to podcast and it's very creative and lucrative for certain people Mm -hmm. um but i but even with podcasting i'm a person that looked at other podcasters look at what we did and said nah i think there's a room for a two-hour show there's a room for a three-hour daily show Mm -hmm. if you want if you do it right like there's a way to make these things to have these long pontificating discussions as opposed to just like oh I, we let's get to the point you know like if like if if there was another way like i could have done this show where we're doing feedback shows and we probably wouldn't even get feedback after a while if i did it the right way people wouldn't need to feel like they could contribute it to this conversation yeah. we can make it so that no one feels welcome we can make it so that we don't do it live we can make it where um the interaction is not the key the process to to this podcast is the key the conversation is the key the 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 meandering and the thought and going through it with us and watching us grow evolve watching us devolve watching us change right that's all the shit and in live action too because you, you right. you're kind of seeing it as we do things because we've had conversations and mine and yours both opinion would actually change kind of while we're having the conversation yeah and then even with um different episodes each episode is an art piece each episode is different like you know there's a difference between you know we have like a chris lambert or ray sani on and the conversation is a little bit longer a lot less rigid and structured there's other times we have a guest on or we do the show ourselves and we're like boom 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 these are the topics we want to talk about these are the articles we want to get to things like that so uh finding the 
the the extra layer in reading it and and going into details and having the conversations about things we don't that we feel squishy about that to me is also finding cigarette butts on the ground yeah and also the thing about uh a cre- uh, when you're truly creative you can adapt and adjust i know you said he talked about that in his book too like you have to adapt and adjust to your audience mm-hmm. and because the audience is actually you know the people that have eyes the people that are paying like those are the people that that matter and sometimes you could be so structured and doing it only your way and there can be no other way but your way that you actually lose sight in the pureness of the creativity because a part of the creativity sometimes just going with the flow which is very hard for people to do because both of those shows you just described are great in their own ways yeah i I will always go back and i I go back to this uh, speaking of the roots but i go back to this over and over in my mind all the time i think about this probably at least once or twice a month but the quote from mo better blues when bleak is talking to shadow henderson and shadow and bleak is talking about how he wants to do this high-minded artistic shit and bleak says it's all bullshit everything everything you just said is bullshit out of all the people in the world you never gave anybody else and look i love you like a stepbrother but you never gave anybody else a chance to play their own music you complain about that's right the people don't come because you grandiose motherfuckers don't play the shit that they like if you played the shit that they like then the people will come simple as that and that's what i always try to think about with this show is like are 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 we playing to the people are we just playing only to our to big up ourselves like this what y'all need to be on and it's a it's that balance as a, a creative that you have to walk where i do want this to represent me i do want this to represent myself but i do want it to reach people and for people to understand it and that's a fine line yeah it, 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 it is a fine line and truth be told everybody's not good at it and that's something that people don't want to admit is that when when you're also being creative everything you put out there ain't gonna be a hit it ain't gonna be a jam it ain't gonna go to number one sometimes it's a flop sometimes it fails sometimes it doesn't work but what it does teach you is that i need to adapt and adjust but sometimes people aren't good at something and they won't adapt and adjust to actually make themselves better mm-hmm. because that's also a part of being a create being creative is to constantly make yourself better at whatever your craft is mm-hmm. you gotta be thinking about it refining it looking for them cigarette butts i dedicate this song to recession depression and unemployment this song is for you today's a new day that's right new day new euros let's get into it donna in hit us with that recurring donation uh zachary in from the living corporate podcast b coleman shout out to him hey we got the rnc up out of here player we did come it. on yeah we did grace in thank you linwood c lawrence c no relation uh michelle b thank you very much uh, quinnell s hit us with a one-time donation thank you quinnell malanike i appreciate you cedric w thank you preston f team drove thank you tracy j appreciate you tracy our girl allegra okay be looking forward to a podcast with karen and allegra coming soon Yay! uh nelly l thank you very much for your recurring donation a brand new recurring donator thank you nelly hey baby go to the new members class we got a one-time donation from 
uh shane and Aaliyah who say uh Aaliyah and i wanted to put a couple of coins in the basket and thank you for all that you do as a couple who work together and spend what seems like every waking moment in each other's faces you two are our north star thanks for being you oh thank, thank you. you we appreciate it and uh yeah man you know just gotta just gotta try to you know like i told keith and the wilds keith the girl i said you know a big part of this is not getting on each other's nerves that like that yeah <laughs> so right. big part of it is giving people their space right. in the same Give, house giving them their rooms you know that's why uh i know a lot of people probably mad they got them goddamn lost with no walls and shit nope yeah. i need something to separate get your own space it's okay you're gonna be fine don't mean you hate you because uh you ain't seen each other in three seconds like it's gonna be fine <laughs> right just because we don't talk to each other 24 7 it's okay make a make a solo trip every once in a while to the store it'll be all right gerard l james tg calvin n with the mcdonald's i hope they doing well me too got a one-time donation from monica t thank you very much uh oh actually it was a recurring donation they just sent two emails okay tyrone m thank you jason f Ma Lanika M and La- Alexander M and lastly Dostri J. Thank you everybody. That's Thank everybody. You. We appreciate you. Play me out, Kurt. For me. Can you just smile for me? Whatever you're in right now. Smile for me. Can you just smile for me? And the people say, oh, oh, oh. You look so much better when you're oh, oh, oh. All right, let's get to y'all five-star reviews. We got quite a few. Um, Firstly, we got it. We got one um, from Reading in Milwaukee. Loving it again and again. Roddy Karen, goodness, you keep it so real. I listen, learn, talk, laugh, and keep and keep myself from crying. Thank you for the dialogue and the hard topics, ugly times, ugly policing, and nothing new. I think it was James Baldwin who said black men are dying because white men refuse to control their imaginations. Damn. Mm. Yo, James Baldwin always the bars and anything James Baldwin did is ridiculous. That's a talented was it that was a talented, talented, talented man uh and the fact that i I'm, i feel bad that society has not elevated beyond his words so that they don't have meaning anymore in a like in a world where you know um we had real progress we'd be looking at james baldwin shit like yeah, i mean i guess back in the day you know what i mean like yeah but then obviously people realize how wrong they were from people like james baldwin talking and we moved on and no we're still talking about it update that to black people because black men and black women are murdered by fearful men with too much power and entitlement absolutely man i think um and i saw this as a critique of him and it's hard for me to truly accept the critique and i'm not saying that because i'm a black man um i'm just saying it because i would feel this way about anyone who was writing at that time but it was so long ago that writing general constructs were when you talked about an entire race you would say man 
for most play for most of the time yeah um now i wasn't that's fucked up that the world was Correct. fucked up blah blah but i just hate when people promote it as an individual failing like james baldwin only cared about black men he would say the black when the black man is able to do such and it's like you know that at that time man yeah. was inserted for race yeah it meant it's almost like an inclusive thing yeah, yeah. that being said obviously everyone has uh all kinds of hang-ups misogyny blah blah blah. i'm sure he had some i'm sure it's in his work i've seen some of it myself but i just hate that one specific criticism that people levy at him not saying that's what you did i know you didn't do that but i hate it when people would hit him with like you know let me hit you with this 2020 wokeness it's like you knew that everybody was talking the same way in 19 fucking 53 you know what i mean <laughs> anyway uh and ugly politicians with too much power and entitlement this seems far off but vote 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 push the low lifes back under their rocks stew thank you come on yeah i i really don't i i've it's been brewing on twitter and stuff and you see it but there's a lot of uh false ultimatums and a lot of uh a lot of people pushing rhetoric that will probably help the country in the long run mm-hmm. maybe hopefully one day we'll we'll go yeah we made it to this point but this thing where they got like fuck short-term gains we only want the hail mary at which we know is a low percentage we probably won't get and we'll end up getting more republican nightmare for for however long until we get to this point Mm um i i feel them but you know i i I would be dishonest if i got on this mic and was like yeah fuck voting uh we but i mean democrats bad too like if i i I, that to me that feels very disingenuous i think you can say both that you know there are some democrats that you would like to see do better and all this shit or just the the way government works you would like to see do better right the system itself is fucked up which i completely understand right but if you think you can change the system without any level of people working on the inside of it as well as on the outside right. i just feel like your entire point of view is flawed like you know like people say shit like well we needed protests to get you know uh, um to get uh george lloyd's um you know killers brought to justice and i'm like i agree with that we did need to protest i don't think without those protests and i mean all of it the looting the rioting mm-hmm. all the shit not that i think all of it was done by black people for black lives but whatever a lot of that shit made headlines because people were fucking shit up whatever come on i think that pressure did help but you know what else helped you know bringing in keith ellison and elect that's an elected official you know what i mean like having people at the helm that were wet ready to be listening to you because i'm gonna tell you straight up right now if you had a republican uh like everything over there they would not those guys would be walking free they wouldn't even have arrested them of course so so you know it takes both you know obama just held a town hall thing not a 15 minute little panel thing and he was saying you need both you know he's always said you need both low-key but you know i just think you do need both and if that means some resentment will occur from either side towards the other that's fine but in my holistic view you can't make this shit work without agitators and your co-conspirators inside you need it all 
an interesting and funny podcast this is from mmsjd okay i'm i don't know how to pronounce that it's a lot of random letters uh this podcast is an absolute gem i usually listen at work and now at home while i work rod and karen can always be counted on for insightful and funny takes i love that they don't take themselves too seriously and love to crack jokes i recommend it to everyone thank you thank you that's the big element to all this okay as as thoughtful as we can be at the end of the day i'm getting my laugh on yes i okay? am it's gonna be some i'm here for the jokes at the end of the day i i that's one it took me a while to get used to it because i know other people will sometimes take me seriously though i see somebody just this week quoted a something i said that was i was like damn that was really smart i said that wow and but but i i a little bit i ha- i have to take myself not too seriously because if i took myself that seriously i wouldn't even do a podcast where my world my voice was recorded and went out to everybody because 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 then this feels like too much pressure so it's just us talking hanging out wonderful wonderful show this is by joe baltimore who says love the show love the energy great sense of humor and karen's laugh thank you they spell karen with a y k-a-r-y-n-s come on y-n-s i guess she's trying to uh keep you away from the white cairns i don't know uh, it needs to be a separation he or she i don't know joe could be in them right um <clears throat> best podcast ever if you want to laugh and learn most laugh mostly laugh all day this is what you want great commentary on many aspects of black life in america my favorite podcast oh thank you rf niles thank you appreciate you and then we got one last one from canada what's going on you hoser what is going on up there they uh, uh i don't know if this is true but i seen some online that uh they was up there going like uh y'all tired of police brutality y'all can come on up here oh nah they got it up there too so you gotta be careful right they got it everywhere they just beat you they, they just beat, beat you they with just with beat smile. you right they just beat you with the end in the maple syrup bottle yeah so gotta be careful the blacks up there are still like it's problems mm-hmm. don't get don't let the sweet yeah. sweet taste fool you you'll just be covered in bacon and ham but you can still get your ass whooped mm-hmm. they'll beat you down and then they're gonna be like uh <laughs> they're gonna be like you know how fast you were going to boot i'm like what are you talking about beep 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 come on uh thank you ryan and karen i've been listening to this podcast for about a year now stumbled on it through geek twitter i adore the down-to-earth logic and comedic approach to topics of all kinds thanks to the both of you from canada rachelle thank you thank you baby uh and it says rue abby as the uh, username on 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 uh, itunes there thank you so much mm-hmm. glad you stayed with us for a year i mean that's shoot that's a long time a real long time a lot of people don't make it that long i've had mm-hmm. podcasts that i wanted to listen to and just it didn't curl right and i didn't last that year yeah uh, yeah um all right episode 2114 is where we start for the comments you can go to the black leave comments on the episode so all right we got one comment the episode was called cooking on facebook live uh monica says i wanted to take advantage of how much uh, to say how much i adore episode 2112 with ray sani it was one of those where you check how much time is left because you don't want it to end Aww. and rod it tickled me that you didn't get to do any of the usual segments but that was in no way a disappointment hearing ray react in real time to the rod and karen couple story we all know and love was so sweet she also asked great questions it was a terrific conversation also as a fan of misandry podcast ray's and ray's previous one uh i forget the name of that one i know three is three of negroes mm-hmm. i have followed this woman uh through several iterations yeah, she, of podcasts she have four five podcasts i cannot and, even remember and we we've been through we've been with her through all of them 
i can't even remember the woman's name was a maria maria haynick was the hell co-host of one of them and i like that one i just like ray i just like listening to yeah, ray anywhere like ray is we gonna show up listening to her talk i think she's very uh smart funny um insightful she makes me think um you know sometimes i'll hit her up uh like a text or something and just be like you know how's everything going or you know what you up to and then without fail we always end up on some random ass t- tangent about uh who uh, a group of people i like to call these niggas uh <laughs> that will remain nameless but we just end up talking about some random shit man she's uh you know i didn't even think about it but i have really been listening to ray since uh whenever three of negroes was so mm-hmm. that's been some years ago yeah um i felt like i'd never heard ray so animated very inebriated ray was hilarious and a joy to hear two thumbs up oh i have heard her animated before okay i've listened to her on several in several different mm-hmm. uh scenarios so um you know i remember uh my favorite my favorite thing about three of negroes is that you know while it seemed like everybody was obviously cool you know what i mean mm-hmm jim and jim was 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 probably the most cognizant uh and and like aware and and thoughtful as far as uh, the dudes on the show but naruda was one of those people that just says shit stumbles into shit like gets too comfortable and it was never nothing too egregious but you know ray is very much like an active listener and she pays attention she was like what what is happening here right she'll cut you off at the pass and it used to be some of my favorite moments was Neruda, Neruda, Neruda saying some shit that was like either borderline, either offensive, or at least at the very best, not well explained. Right. And he could mean something. He really could mean something like that's not bad. Right. But Ray would be like, hold up, stop. She's like, words mean things. Like, let's flesh this out. And I used to love those moments because it took, it's like Neruda didn't realize he was in the ring with a prize fighter so like he was like he it would take him a few punches before he was like oh what i'm saying is stupid as shit and then it was i think the reason the show still worked for me is that most of the time if it was a dumbass point or something stupid that he couldn't really explain he would relent and give up and be like yeah i uh i don't know what the fuck i'm talking about anyway let's move on to the next thing and it's like that sometimes yeah and that and 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 the thing is my brain works very similar to rays in that way that when someone says something to me that i don't understand or i find to be like possibly stupid or whatever i i i kind of pounce to be like okay so explain this i don't want to jump down your shit though but there's i want to understand fully before i jump down your shit you know that's why people i think some logic behind it yeah it's why people say they love hearing me with justin you love hearing me frustrated (laughs) because justin will say some shit and i'm like nah hold up no we need to examine that real quick so. no justin no um but yeah also i love the episode with nick and reg they are like family and it's always a genuine pleasure when they're on mm-hmm. absolutely absolutely podcast fam like that real fam um talk to them all the time and uh good people yeah man like that's one of the things that you know you gotta take the good with the bad and one of the good yes. things about the quarantine is you know people are home more people are less busy at work and traveling and stuff mm-hmm. and people can make time for you tomorrow at 3 p.m eastern time we're supposed to have roy wood jr on the show yeah 
um looking forward to that Me now too. did i email him today and asked was he gonna be available for 3 p.m today yes i did why because i woke up and thought it was sunday why because every day is the same fucking day now um <laughs> anyway uh i gained a day back but uh he hit me up and was like i can do it today if y'all need me to i was like oh no no nope nope i'm tripping please come through tomorrow so that'll be dope to have roy wood jr back on the show it's been so long it's been many since many we years. had him but like le- legitimately one of the funniest motherfuckers period <sighs> like on the uh, when everything up and back up if y'all ever get to see him live please, yeah it is a ball i laughed my ass off we've seen him live i think twice now mm-hmm. and i mean both times cracked us the fuck up and does great work at the daily show and all that stuff so it'll be cool to hear about they talk to him and he's been doing so much funny stuff on the internet funny stuff with the daily show and like going out into the community and like helping and cleaning up and stuff so um just a genuine good person um but yeah that's one of the things i like about the quarantine is like you know it's it's so hard to get reggie and nick in the same time slot on the show we've been able to get like one or one of them individually right but you know to to ask because you know it's an ask to be like can y'all coordinate y'all schedule into something that is gonna align with what we're doing yeah. and we're flexible we'll figure it right. out right because you know reg be off being a superstar and traveling and and acting on broadway and all that type of stuff right and so to be like hey can y'all you know can y'all figure that out for us and be able to pull it off i mean that's so dope you know mm-hmm. hate that it happens this right. way we hate that everything slowed down like this but we glad we got them in the same right. spot love to get to talk to my friends i found myself too heartbroken to contribute feedback last week but i couldn't let that happen again this week even if the world is still a dumpster fire i love you guys monica thank you thank you, you. um well i'm glad you enjoyed those episodes um me too the poll was do you ever go live on your social media accounts i don't have social media yes or no uh yes i do i haven't done it in a hot minute but i i do though okay when was the last time you did it Ooh, been years i think mm. the last yeah, i will put you under the no category okay well then i'm a no then yeah that's a no because i'm say i don't do it that often yeah if it's been years that's a no okay well then no i i, I just knock me off the list my bad I, uh, subtract one Mm-hmm. i bet a lot of people cheated like that uh i don't <laughs> i don't have social media only two percent of artists doesn't even have social media oh somebody bought the mary j blige concert but that was last year wouldn't it was it this year that was last year with my mom mm-hmm. okay so it, i guess that counts yeah you go live boom back in the yeses <laughs> thank you uh 13 percent said yes that's not a lot of people and i think it's because it's, it's one of those things where for me personally i creatively did not understand the point i need to understand it's that thing quest love brought up you know at the beginning of the show or that i brought up that quest love brought up in his book is um if i don't understand something creatively i will wrap my brain around it until i either get it or i just push it off and go okay i will come back to this when i have something to contribute and i didn't understand going live and why people did it and i know people think it's really simple it's no big deal you don't need to understand anything blah blah that's fine for their brains but i can only live yeah. in the brain i have right and the brain i have wants to find a use and i think the cooking thing was a big use for me i had several ideas before this that were like uh i was gonna go live and give like my top five nba players or something or go live that. and do that you know I'm, yeah these are ideas i had but 
they were less fleshed out and they then they you know they get into the work category where it's quasi you know like it's quasi like i gotta come up with some work shit and maybe i'll incorporate it into my facebook cooking thing where i'll i'll be talking about nba players and shit and cooking you know maybe we'll do that but yeah so i just wanted to be to add something of service first and then figure it out from there yeah and and i'm kind of i guess i i kind of need a reason um you know because like i said i did it um when me and your mom went to see uh mary j blige which was a lot of fun i did it when we would uh when we went to, um what was it uh was it negro con and awesome con like like i I do that when we do live i know i went live when we did our show here in charlotte like but for me it has to be i guess it has to be a reason behind it you know i've never went live just because if that makes sense like an event is happening around me that i feel like it's important enough to go live like when your mama had a birthday party i went live then right you know so it like if something's going on i was like okay this is a live moment i'll do it like that you know and it don't have to be nothing important but i'm like okay this is a live moment for me that i feel like sharing um and then 85 percent of the audience say no they have not gone live so that that makes sense uh layla writes in good going live seems narcissistic to me very look at me i can understand going live as a podcast traffic stop or showing how to's but not when you're in the car holding a stack up to your ear or at the club making it worthwhile or beneficial layla that is an interesting choice of words what can because the thing i will add is that i think having social media is narcissistic by itself yeah just just the nature because when you post something you're going these are my thoughts when you post a picture you're going this is my family any interaction that you have is about you just period because you know you do have lurkers and all that stuff but for the fact that most people are sharing intimate things in their lives and it doesn't mean it's important or anything like that some of them, some events are but it's just the interaction with other people um and and i do understand you know what you say but just social media itself is designed for that type of personality and everybody has a little bit of that in them well i think also like social media exacerbates the narcissism in us correct it's, you know and 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 it's that thing where like i'm not I, I think there's arguments for why it's good because it has helped some people gain confidence. Yeah, it has. It also has stripped people of certain confidence. I've you seen know, it too. like hey, I'm looking at you know, uh, I'm seeing all these pictures of these women that's all cut up and using uh, fucking waist trainers and shit, and it's making me feel inadequate in my body. So I've seen that before. But I've also seen people that's like, yo, I love me more now because I can see what I i can see what other people see or i can see a way to to like myself so it's just a catch-22 um and i also had an aversion to going live just to talk to people about certain shit because if one we had the podcast which i'm sure is another act of narcissism in a way so we had the podcast already so i was good on that i didn't feel like i need to express myself so they know how i feel about you know black lives matter or something like nigga if you don't know how i feel you just don't want to know you know like you know what i mean like it's like so that that i didn't feel the need to do that but i bet people who don't have that outlet might feel like 
let me go live because i'm feeling a certain way about this that and the other and this is gonna tell people where i stand and they don't know what i feel about these issues and you know i may have friends that have posted some dumb shit and so let me go on instagram live and tell them i feel this way you know but it's all narcissistic because end of the day you're holding something pointing at your face pointing out the rest of the world yeah and also for some people particularly with everything being shut down some people are lonely they're alone they feel kind of cut off from everybody and everyone and when they go live it's that human interaction digitally that they normally would go to the club or go outside or go running or do whatever their normal routine is and all of a sudden those they normally wouldn't have went live but they're going live for the fact that they need that interaction with other human beings so that they know that they're not alone yeah in the quarantine you've seen a lot more people go live i've seen a lot more you know because it's like we're missing in the face interaction like not to get too too deep but i feel like a lot of the protest crowd is because people been indoors correct and i'm not saying they don't care about george floyd i'm not Mm -hmm. saying they don't care about black lives matter i think they do care but when they know it's dangerous enough to die in a pandemic because of this or you're gonna possibly get sick and you know people are out there not social distancing not wearing masks or any of that shit and you know this is a possibility for you but you still go out there part of it is bravery and a love for black lives but part of it is also we don't ever get to be around people anymore Mm-mm. you're not going to work as often you're not going to church you're not hanging so this is now a place where we are congregating um under one cause and i'm sure but you know not just it's not all chance and anger and rage some of the shit is just small talk some of the shit is hey i just need to be out here and and, and mass with other people and show that and i think that's you know i think that's real you know what i mean and i think also um people want to hear from certain people yes and as long as that is a thing then it's almost like if it's narcissism or whatever then it's kind of feeding that narcissism because mm-hmm. like if you if you go on people's live but you don't go live yourself which is fine then you are saying i do want to see people go live you right know? i just so, choose not to right. but i want to see other people right? so you know i, I would it would just depend on how which you feel there's, I a, mean, there's a lot more people that's like that they personally wouldn't but they will consume other people i think it would depend on your word choice and just how you feel about the person because mm-hmm. one person's narcissism is another person's confidence come on uh in this instance anyway yeah. kim, kim doc because i'm we're not talking about obviously Mm-mm. clinical narcissism right kim doc says i thought about going live but being off camera and playing my fire playlist and some deep cuts for my itunes catalog but that would be that would be shut down so maybe if i do a zoom listening session where the fam and friends whoever wanted to join come through and vibe i'm not dj nice so it ain't that important at this time yeah and i think uh the other thing with live is you don't know what the audience will be right. you don't know who's gonna want to see it mm-hmm. who's gonna give a fuck mm-hmm. who's gonna come in and talk and contribute to the conversation mm-hmm. or right or whatever and um so that's that you know there's that too i think if people knew for a fact every time i go live 400 people will want to see it then people would probably do it more often but the like you probably feel bad if you go live and like two people is watching you and, know the and, other day i watched somebody go through their plants on their balcony and it was just me and them like they was live and i was just in there hanging out watching them talk about plants and that's fine i've, I've been in there was been two or three people and the person was just fine and they it was just the talking and they you know they did their thing because a lot of times it's not even about the the interaction is i just want to know there's other people out there well also with facebook you can uh they had an option where you can share it to your page mm-hmm. so people can see it later too but yes yeah, 
it's all interesting so new it's all new to me the live shit so um we got uh 2015 ma'am this is a trader joe's <laughs> yes it is we had uh five comments let's see here and says i have to confess that i used to be a burger king loyal customer for years when they had a restaurant across the street from my office the convenience made it taste good i have no regrets you make the best of your situation i'm just gonna put it this way and okay and it's never a quality endorsement for anything when you say you make the best of your situation you know like that sound Prax, like issues i look proximity yeah that sound like ramen pride you see what i'm saying that sounds like spam you know they don't sound like you like, like I, you, I was just working with what i had you know what this is this is any man that has ever complimented his girl with an instagram post that that read something like this <clears throat> today i just want to give craze and honor to my queen who held me down even through all the cheating and abuse and even when i had a baby with her sister she still stayed here and raised the baby because she's a good woman unlike the rest of you thoughts okay no she may not look attractive okay she might not look like all the dimes i used to fuck and all the models i follow on instagram but you know what she is faithful and loyal and she has been here from the bottom and she is with me now at the top okay so uh, today that's what burger king saying about her today is your birthday no that's what she's saying about burger king oh, okay. today happy birthday that's what you said when you said made the best of your situation and convenience made it taste good <laughs> that is the she held me down Burger uh, King held you down. Yeah, that's the she held me down of Yelp reviews over there. Like, I, I didn't have another choice. You plotted in your scheme, Burger King. Don't no restaurant want Are this. Are you happy now? Don't no restaurant want this, okay? You, you may think that was a compliment. Burger King is somewhere like, damn, just slap me in my face, why don't you? <laughs> I mean, I guess since I couldn't have, I didn't have a car and I worked in Burger King, they held me down. Mm-mm. right in front of my salad <laughs> that's burger king right there like really right in front of my salad you gonna say that angela says love you guys so much i'm frequently listening and shaking laughing at jokes and puns Ryder can really help us through these times thank you for making so much content the dude that lied about being robbed taught at a christian school that was founded because the government made georgia schools desegregate the founders of the school were Tattnall square baptist church and mercer university they kicked an african-american man who attended mercer u down the church steps when he tried to attend church one sunday <laughs> religious <laughs> jesus would want us to kick your black ass down these steps right uh it may have been the pastor but i don't want to lie i think it was an authority figure that did it <clears throat> well that seems like more of a deacon thing than a pastor kicking niggas down the steps you, you outsource that uh the school website says nothing about this of course now this dude i grew up th- in this town and attended a, a periodical school in the 80s we had black students at my school one debate team always debated these types of schools and there was maybe one or two if any attending these quote-unquote christian schools Me- most of the black folks who could attend private schools avoided that one and looked askance at, th- at those who wanted to go that tradition continues to this day there may be one or two black students at that school now shaking my head damn well i mean i guess they got their point across kicking people down the stairs everybody knew 
like yeah so you definitely don't want to go to that school mm, not unless you like rumbling down the stairs dear right saying dear dear why are you acting like a right your joke you joke that you can say karen because you're married to a karen but don't forget you are a white woman of color great shows this week of course <laughs> that is our word okay there's a karen in our chat right now with two r's in her name and that's why i said hard two hard r's okay <laughs> said she won't speak to the ceo okay <laughs> monica said i had a job once where my lunch break was so short that one of the only places i could find a spot to sit down and eat was the local burger king it was never ever crowded and almost never had a line all the seats in the world to sit down and eat my chicken nuggets and she spelled c-h-y-q-n and nuggets in quotes uh bet you could maintain six feet distance there today i bet you can yeah now here's my thing i don't know if she wrote in today but is eve gonna defend this too it ain't arby's so nah is she gonna try to tell me that burger king is because well we didn't know she loved arby's until i said brought up that arby's is trash so is she gonna do the same thing all of a sudden she gonna be a burger king truth or two i i don't know i don't think she will she might prove me wrong but i don't think she will and if she hates burger king but loves arby's what does that really say about her y'all think about it (laughs) we all know both are trash okay in regards to the looting and rioting that infiltrated peace peaceful protest to the objection of black participants i've been worried that different cause and agenda would take over the protest but guess what the police have done such an outstanding job of giving real-time evidence of brutality and excessive force that it made the protest really laser focus back to the original goal yeah yeah listen come on they 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 charged them some white man was out there and they uh pushed them down they was like well we charging y'all yeah uh the police are nothing if not consistent come on white folks was like y'all beat us up too yes bitch you can get somebody you can get some of these batons too since the motherfucking civil rights era these motherfuckers have been playing the hits all the hits nothing but the hits all the time mm-hmm. on and you the drum channel 12 okay don't touch that dial it's got blood on it these motherfuckers are stay hitting us and that and i, I think that's the one thing that really brought it all back because i do think i mean we have proof that people are trying to agitate the protesters and be amongst the protesters including cops whether they be stacking up rocks and bricks uh while quote unquote undercover um or what like they have been trying to turn it into this is not the peaceful black people y'all think they are they're really just a bunch of animals and thugs that's just destroying and looting the community and that's why we have to quell them with violence we can only fix this through violence because that's the only way the police know how to uh operate. to to operate with these crowds you know um while i do think it's more complicated talking about police and police work and what people think are solutions to police work mm-hmm. than what we're seeing at the protest obviously um i think for protesting messages need to be simple and this the met there's no simpler message than these dirty motherfuckers are out here beating the shit out of people shooting them injuring people many of them just being journalists many right. of them they fucking them journalists up you know live on the L. arresting people who are trying to protect stores which is the thing they claim they want to do um you know right all sorts of racial bias uh all this stuff so i think yeah there's no better argument against police than filming the police because they will show you 
why the fuck they need to not even um be allowed to do the things they do you know um i've never seen so many white people on the upper west side of manhattan angry at the police on behalf of black people really okay it feels surreal as soon as white people here in nyc including the press started getting beat up and arrested well let's just say there's a lot of animosity toward the police and support for the protesters mm-hmm. yeah monica I, I won't even say i never i mean i don't live in new york but i won't even say i've never seen white people so supportive before i i feel like there's been other times white people have been supportive i just don't think um i just think the conditions of having trump in office egging mm-hmm. it on mm-hmm. having a pandemic where you can't leave the house and you're seeing these images on tv over and over and people just in general are fed up having Losing social jobs having social media that is um connecting us more than ever i think those combinations have made white people be more vocal um and uh, a lot of black people have been demanding that they be more vocal whether you know to their detriment or not and so i think all those things add up and that's why we're seeing so much but i'm I'm glad to hear white people getting fed up on our behalf or at least you know because even when they don't understand there's a uh even there's a lot of people who are white but they have good hearts they don't understand it correct and they they haven't read up on all this shit and i know that they should i'm not you know Mm -hmm. But, uh, but their intentions are not malicious right and this has been there's been an outpouring of black people wanting sympathy and understanding for the last few months and there's been a, a similar impouring of empathy um and i think as you see a president who directly opposes black people who literally want to be left the fuck alone um that's it just leave us you're alone. starting to see white people activated in a way that um can't be ignored by the united states because it's it's that it's the paradox right white supremacy is not really about white people individually but white people but white people in mass cannot be ignored or else it's not white supremacy anymore right. and so that's why whenever we've had progress in this country is because a plurality of white people even if it wasn't for the best intentions even if they weren't prepared to ride or die they just wanted shit to be fixed and that's how we've ever really gotten progress in america there's a a bunch of fucking white people every time it happens the same way black people get drugged through the mud get fucked up and then at some point why a bunch of white people go these niggers are people and then we have one of these moments in america and i think we are in the crux of one right now yeah uh because that that's the way history has worked and i understand people's anger and i understand people's frustration and it's valid but uh the work that actually needs to be done the laws that actually needs need to be passed and enforced you've got to have white people involved and i understand black people are so angry they just don't want to hear from anybody white just shut the fuck up shut the fuck up shut the fuck up okay i get you but at the same time when they come to the table, you can't be so anti them that you don't even allow them to do what they need to do to get to the point that you need to get to. Nobody, no one race can get the shit done. We know we can't get it done because they don't listen to us no way. Yeah, my thing is I don't even fucking want to see, I don't even care that much about whether white people get their feelings hurt or not. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't really care that much about 
their guilt and stuff i mean i I care on a human level obviously but i don't really give that much of a fuck i low-key understand even these grifting ass niggas because there's been like a slate of motherfuckers that are going to make money and power moves off of this that are clearly single-minded individuals that really care more about themselves and their brands than us you know there's a lot of people riding this shit into guilting corporations and they're giving them you know a platform and shit and i i I really honestly am disgusted by shit like that but i haven't said anything and i'm not gonna say anything um as far as like online i'm not talking to anyone about i'm not gonna confront anyone at anyone because this to me feels like the black me too movement where it's kind of like get what you can because this won't last right right if you think white people are gonna set this to the new default then you're mm-hmm. gonna be very 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 disappointed, disappointed you are in a very short period of time mm-hmm. so if now is the time that's why you see all these black people getting these gripes out that don't got really anything to do with black mm-hmm. lives matter it, you see motherfuckers being like well if black lives matter then how come you was mean to me at the job it's like that is not the same as what happened to george floyd but this is might be one of the few opportunities you get where white people are actually listening and white people are com- uh, apologizing and compromising and trying to make amends this is one of the few times and i said this on the show a few weeks ago pressing it as always okay let me pat myself on the back okay let me go facebook live because i'm gonna get narcissistic real quick but um uh-huh. i told people man donald trump is so racist he lowered the bar to where even a virulent fucking racist can come out and be like i think these niggers are people and everyone has to be like well he's better than trump don't matter what they did don't matter they drew Brees fucked up on tuesday it's saturday them players on his team are already tweeting how much they forgive him because the bar has become that low this nigga is under the floor with the, the bar is in hell the bar is in hell because of this dude so everybody getting a get out of racism free card a uh, 700 club pat robertson gotta get he he came out and was like yeah trump tripping right now like everyone is getting a, a pass no one can really call them the car because they're like i'm not worse than this nigga and everybody you have to be like well you're not worse than no one's worse than him he is the worst but yeah yeah i told you what did i tell you didn't i tell you because i told you mm-hmm. and when did i tell you a long time ago and what did i say will happen when i told you exactly what just happened that's what that's what we're experiencing can we gonna say something I'm about to say, uh, and what's sad is that I've come to the conclusion with racism the same way I come to the conclusion of men uh, caring about women. I don't give a fuck how you get there. I just want results that will benefit me. Right. And that's the end of the day. And once, once, once you get to that point where I don't give a fuck how you get there, just get there. Like, like once you get to that point, a lot of your anger, a lot of your frustration, a lot of your, your, your sadness and all that stuff, not that it won't be there. It will not be as intense because you get to the point where you go, I don't care. You here. Okay. Let's go. Uh, I don't care that you weren't here last week, last month, last year. I didn't care. I don't care. You didn't post nothing. Who gives a fuck? I look you in the eye. You look me in the eye. All right. White people. Let's go. Once you get to that point, it makes it 
easier for you to digest so that all the all the anger you have is not at targeted at that individual person it's actually trying to help you get to your end result do you want the results or not yeah i think also you just can't um there's a fundamental lack of understanding and it takes way too much time correct to walk people through the right steps what people want and ideally we all should want this but when i want someone to understand me and when i want to understand somebody and when i want you know there's like a process and that process is steps right steps of understanding steps of empathy steps towards you know and towards becoming an ally or co-conspirator whatever whatever catchy buzzword people want to use today to be mad at tomorrow um that that is an important part of the process right and i and i get that because once you do that you have a lot more chance of permanence of them being on your side because they they went through the right steps right you you know you ideally want to if you're trying to convince somebody of to be um uh anti uh to be on your side for for women right you would like to walk them through the steps so that they arrive there and they go i understand why i'm over here completely so you don't have to worry about me just hopping back over the fence because i know what i'm doing over here mm-hmm. and i recognize there's only one place to be to be on the right side of this thing that takes a lot of work that take and more and, importantly a lot of time right which is something i don't have right now motherfucker i'm goddamn dying so let's go right so when you don't have the fucking time it's like we got to take a lot of half measures to get people over here correct so you're seeing a lot of people come out and be like what about this shit you said and then you see you know essentially if if they just go hey i learned from that we just accepting all applications right now all of them. last night i tried to i made a joke uh because uh i love when people do the who this right yes i've come 100 percent. i've come 180 on that I, at first i was like this shit's stupid because every time when these motherfuckers try to be helpful or be like i get it i understand now i've been reading i've been doing this y'all just jump down their throat and be like but one time back in 2005 you said blank and at first i was like well how the fuck is that helpful but then i started laughing and you know once i'm laughing i'm like eh, who cares if it's helpful at least it's funny it's right. helpful to me because i'm laughing um and so i tried to get me one uh last night mark cuban put out and i was looking hoping i'd find one but you know i don't really i'm not the best at twitter receipts so i don't really yeah, roll in those so, circles yes yeah, so, yeah, some people are really good at that it is a art yeah. to that i don't follow celebrities and shit so mm-hmm. so he tweeted out something about how he understands racism you, you know black lives matter blah blah there's like this this statement and so then I, I i was like oh mark cuban i remember this we covered it on balls d sports a uh, long a uh, few years back he said um uh he was talking about racism he's talking about donald sterling and he, one of his things is like you know uh we all are a little bit racist i mean if i seen a black kid walking down the street i will cross the the street but i don't feel like it's racist because if it was i saw a white dude with full of face tattoos i crossed I the street that. he did that right. a few years ago and so i went and found a headline to that article i googled it and then i took a screenshot of it and then i cut and cop- i cut and chopped it down to just the headline and his mm-hmm. face and i posted it on twitter and i quote tweeted him and i said this you and i said oh i got him i got me one y'all i was celebrating you, you caught one i was in the house looking at my phone smiling i said "Ooh, i finally i beat everybody to it too nobody else did it before me uh, I, okay i hit them with the dish you way before anybody else hit them with the dish you it was amazing 
it was one of the best feelings on twitter ever it didn't go viral really it only got 58 retweets 167 likes but it still felt great because right. i just wanted to have one to be like this is oh i was giddy and then this nigga responded okay mark cuban said because i said this you and the t- title said mark cuban comes under fire for claiming he crossed the street and we saw a black kid in a hoodie and he says yes it was oh i've learned a lot since then i used to think the best way to be was colorblind and to never use race or gender as a factor that was a mistake i've done a lot more listening to people's experiences since then and i said uh that's dope i hope you keep it up uh appreciate the response and that was all i had to say because i mean what what can you say against that uh, that was a good ass fucking response you know what that's called growth that is called growth and honestly i didn't want to spin out I, I didn't think he was gonna respond i really right, thought it was gonna be a joke they don't yeah no yeah the rest of them don't respond i thought it would just be a funny joke and then uh leave it at that and uh he was like no i got the time the yeah, NBA he, season he, ain't made, playing. he made the time and uh and then because of the way my brain is set up i don't like harboring petty grudges and shit so when he said he got it you know he learned i'm like all right cool good enough for me it's not my job to mm-hmm. quiz you on this shit have a good one and i moved on with my life but yeah that like that that you i can't think, you, you don't even participate right you get the one person who was like yeah I, I'm, I'm my bad i feel like a few weeks ago a month ago hey he wouldn't have probably responded to that true he wouldn't even put out that statement Mm-mm. that's why this feels a little me too ish and I, I know it's not the same but right get it in while you can get it in because you might get an answer you might get that apology you might get an explanation come on hit hit that grease while it's hot yeah so now's the time so if a nigga cut you off in line at Cadoba, hey bring it up this Maybe, you? you might get some reparations out the shit i don't know shout out to my girl jay from uh t with queen and jay talking about some you should ask her for some money I was, <laughs> I was like first of all i'm that's some capitalistic bullshit okay because then if i got money what i'm gonna do with it i'm gonna be a black capitalist now i got money and you niggas hate me so you ain't tricking me jay now i'm gonna be thrown <laughs> in the pit again <laughs> y'all you know queen gonna be you talking, trying to stay out the pit ain't you queen gonna be talking about me in the opening segment talking about i don't connect the regular black people no more <laughs> mark cuban gave me a million dollars and now i don't know how to act i don't think so <laughs> it took you a while to get out last time right i was hating everything bagels before i had some money is that really what you want walking around on these streets i don't think so y'all ain't canceling me i get money i'm gonna have it on the low i'm not gonna ask no white man in public Mm-mm. i ain't nobody gonna know i'm gonna still be taking pictures in my ultima mm-hmm. before i go hop in my porsche and ride out on y'all <laughs> niggas okay eve says rod i don't want like saying i'm wrong so i won't start now <laughs> but i will never say another bad thing about taylor swift and my martin martin voice damn are you happy now you know what evie that's as close as i'm gonna get to happy um, about all of it so <laughs> we'll take it if i can convert one of you negroes at a time to i'm not even trying to get y'all to be fans of taylor swift Mm-mm. i'm trying to get y'all to i'm not a fan of taylor swift taylor if you're listening i'm so sorry i don't listen to this woman's music okay i like shake it off okay mm-hmm. that is that's it. my bop that's my the jam. list that is the list shake it off. she might have shake it off. dope music i don't know because i've never been inclined to even be curious to check the music out beyond that 
but what i will say is she was doing a lot more than people told me she was capable of doing yeah i was told she was the devil i was told she was the alt-right make america great again white woman and it turns out that is not true you know and this is one of the problems with the silence's complicity type of shit because that's not 100 percent that doesn't line up all the time mm-hmm. her fan base may have been but that doesn't mean she was right and and, I, and and also it just takes time man like i had this dope conversation today with chris lambert on his uh mundane festival podcast with his patreon so you guys probably won't hear it and uh maybe we'll talk about it tomorrow with roy wood jr because he loves sports and i'm sure we'll talk about mm-hmm. it on balls deep okay but there's a video going around of all these black stars in the nfl and they came out and basically said hey i am george floyd i am brianna taylor i am trayvon martin i am tamir rice and and they said they wanted the nfl to speak out and the nfl put out a video roger goodell himself addressing exactly what they said repeating what they said and going beyond it to say black lives matter blah 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 now there's some other levels to it that are sports related that Mm -hmm. i don't think a lot of the people that are angry they either don't understand how the sport works or they're just so angry that i think when you bring up type of kaepernick's name they see red correct but it's clear to me at this point roger goodell wants kaepernick back in the league mm-hmm. um jay-z obviously wants kaepernick back in the league um they don't have the power to do it because mm-hmm. it's 32 owners and they're rich white dudes who don't have to collude to say we don't want that nigger on our team yeah they don't have to um, talk to each other for nobody to pick them right that being said though people were downing the video they were saying why didn't these black dudes come out two three years ago when kaepernick took a knee and if we go down the timeline i won't get too detailed but number one when kaepernick took a knee he was still in the league he was in the league for another year after that so that's one reason that you don't see these people being like we need to make sure he's in the league he wasn't always not in the league right so you have that one year that he plays where some players are kneeling with him some aren't um you know but there he has a job there's no need to start feeling like he don't he don't he won't ever work again right then it's then he opts out of his contract he doesn't get his contract uh he doesn't get signed anywhere and then people go well throughout the season he'll probably get picked he'll, he'll get picked up and we get so late in the season it's obvious he won't get picked up even if someone gets hurt they'd rather roll out there with a nigga that was bagging groceries come on then colin kaepernick okay people go so at that time it's kind of lost its meaning and significance because once the owners took a knee with the players and the fucking coaches took a knee and all this shit drew Brees, who says don't disrespect the flag took a knee take you can find the pictures guys once you see that it's co-opted the movement and the knee doesn't mean as nearly as much as it used to Mm-mm. you know kaepernick's now the symbol not the not the knee right said this on balls deep so me it's been years ago at this point and once again i told you so but the point the point is people were shitting on these dudes like why weren't you saying something years ago blah 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 well it escalated right because the president escalated it the owners and their collusion against i call it collusion i don't think it was but it might not meet the legal definition but you know what i mean blackballing him that took that escalated the killing of george floyd escalated it's probably the worst killing they've ever caught on tape um and so all this shit escalated it to a point where now these players feel compelled to speak out um and lost in the fucking sauce 
these niggas are young as shit like this is not really an age when most of us were prepared to fucking speak out Mm -mm. at our workplace about racism in general Mm -mm. that is not to knock most won't now that's not to knock us as young people we had to make choices that's not to knock the players who didn't do it that's not to shit on the ones who did it's just a process the same way as a process for taylor swift to be 30 and be like actually i don't want my father's management company to tell me what the fuck to do no more i love uh other women i am a feminist i am a fuck i love gay people i love black lives matter to me i am a fucking democrat slash uh uh, whatever you want to call it right i don't i'm not a republican shit like that takes time and so we afford it to the people we empathize the most with correct we afford time especially if they fit your marginalization right i'm a black man i look at other black men i see they it take it took jay-z 50 years to get it uh on some levels and i'm like all right well you know i I afford him that luxury but then at the same token if it took um if it took say trina 50 years to get it you know as a black man i'm supposed to be like well fuck trina it took her 50 years she she should have been known right because this not my marginalization i get she outside of my group i get the shit on that group right. that's how most people attack it i try not to is you know I, I'm, I'm never 100 successful but i really try not to do that to people i try to be like look you meet people where the fuck they are everyone's path is their own that doesn't mean we never say anything when you're wrong on the way to wherever your destination is and it doesn't mean we got to agree with everything and all that shit but it does mean i have to leave a little bit of room for the fact that you're a human fucking being and you're developing you're developing so a 25 year old black quarterback who's never doesn't have any real job security might be scared to come out and be like i'm gonna make the nfl bow down and say this right because nobody's born into speak it out most particularly most black people are actually tossed and thrown into it because something tragic happens and they have to speak out most people would prefer just to live their normal ass life and be all right so you're asking somebody that is just tossed to just come out and just be the face of some shit and know all the right words and know how to say it and be represented like that is impossible and many of us have the luxury of not having our mistakes dragged out in front of us we have the luxury of not being asked at 21 like Dak prescott was about fucking race like at 21 i'm not on the record anywhere for how the fuck i felt about blackness whiteness black lives black on black crime i'm not on the record anywhere so i can just come out and be high and mighty at 40 and be like oh this stupid motherfucker i'm like well he also is fucking young and dumb and and probably dumb because we're all dumb at that age Mm -hmm. and has lived a different life than i've lived you know and so it might take him three four years it might take him some bad comments before he realizes oh this is important oh you know what that that thing that i thought was such a simple solution i'm seeing from the backlash to what i said that this is not right or i'm seeing just from my life just life experience look i look at the same news you look at and and i see it's not what i thought it was yeah because everybody young has theories 
everybody that's old when you was young you had theories on what marriage was what kids was what your life would be about race about sexuality you had your goddamn theories and some of them were true and some of them were wrong but you were allowed to grow privately with not a camera in your face nobody interviewing you nobody following you and marking down your every move you have people that they're saying why didn't you say something and i'm looking at the video like was saquon barkley even in the fucking league you know what i mean like what what was he supposed to say like this is us putting our anger onto these dudes right like y'all late this is now my time saquon barkley ain't even got a new contract like if he loses his contract behind this and we just gonna have another kaepernick to be like well at least you went out as a martyr give some respect to the fact that they did risk something give some respect to the fact that there's so many black players in that league that didn't say anything give them some respect to the fact that those people on that fucking thing were stars patrick mahomes was on that last year when he won before he won the super bowl maybe it was two years ago they interviewed patrick mahomes to ask him about hey you know if you win this a black quarterback will win the super bowl and he was like i don't understand why that's so important they're like you know doug williams he was like i didn't even understand why doug williams winning the super bowl was such a big deal i had to go read up and learn about that right that's the fucking point these niggas are not everyone not born at a fucking activist or woke activist or whatever the fuck some of these people are living their lives and they get sucked into it because blackness sucks everyone into this you don't get a choice you have to find at some point you have to make some kind of stand or some statement it doesn't matter if, if you don't want to make a statement that becomes a statement too if you love if you live long enough right um and so all that stuff to say like it's easy to afford that to black people if you have a genuine love for black people right. and understanding of our humanity and that's what i'm able to do for those dudes on that video and i loved it but it doesn't stop there for me is my point i feel the same way when it's somebody that may a white woman i feel the same way for them having to unlearn bullshit a white man unlearn has to unlearn some bullshit a black man has to unlearn some bullshit straight people have to unlearn some bullshit uh people that are uh uh i don't know not disabled not in the disabled community you have to learn to unlearn some bullshit yeah everyone people walk around with a fucking like high and mighty attitude like yeah i just started here if you keep reading and you keep learning you keep being around other people you're gonna look back at yourself and be like i didn't know shit at this point in time right that's the goal like 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 that's the goal is to learn and grow and evolve and you know my my thing and, and one part of me that i never want to die is my compassion because a lot of these people that are having a lot of demands on these players motherfucker somebody says something racist that you at your normal nine to five you don't bust in there go attica and burn that motherfucker down what do you do you go to work you take care of your paycheck you continue to take care of your family that's what you do at your job they're at work too just because right. they get paid more does not mean that they're not at work yeah so uh all that stuff to say like i'm i would this is why i try to get in the business of applauding people for progress rather than only admonishing people all the time because what happens is people get so addicted to that community of admonishment when a nigga makes some progress they get mad at them for that too right well what was y'all two years ago have y'all actually sat down and analyzed that video and seen who was even in a position to say something two years ago you know like let's be real you know unless all the players are going to coordinate it anyway and then the last thing i'll say before i move on out of that topic is this um shout out to the black people who work at the nfl mm-hmm 
because the work you don't see behind the scenes is that right the black people who say hey 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 we're not giving up the fight and we're on the inside trying to get kaepernick back in the league trying to help public opinion not to save the nfl from like to say like fuck black people how do we get pr for the nfl those black people are working there to be like how do we save the soul of this fucking you know capitalistic conservative corporation how do we on the inside work on the diversity of initiatives work on black lives matter initiative work on social justice campaigns it's not just jay-z it's not just one person like there are people who have fucking jobs there who are like what do we do to make this statement happen now i'm not gonna say i don't know anything more than anyone else but i would not be surprised if all this was not coordinated via the nfl office period and i know how it looks like these players forced the nfl into this i wouldn't be surprised if this was like when uh joe biden used to float ideas so obama could come in and dunk like i would not be surprised if the nfl's like we want to come down on the side of this but we got a horrible history we look terrible right now and roger goodell and the people that work in this office are very desirous to be on the right side of history but we know our owners aren't so if we could get the fucking players to look like they recorded some videos on their phone on their own and then now we can come on the back end and be like yes like our player said we support them and we support black lot blah 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 because roger goodell been trying to make this happen mm-hmm. you know it's just it's just hard to write about because people just mostly see this dude's face and scrounge up and think he's just like a racist piece of shit um and i'm not saying he's not i don't know this nigga but i know that he's been very desirous to not look like a racist piece of shit he doesn't want to look like he doesn't want colin kaepernick in the league you know and he has a difficult line to walk because you also can't look like you want him in the league because you do work for them 32 owners who don't want him in the league so anyway it's a it's a that did not mean to go on that tangent but that's a big thing that's happening all right um now let's get to these uh let's get to these comments on the poll which do you prefer trader joe's or whole foods karen Ooh, trader joe's trader joe's 75 percent of the audience agrees with karen mm-hmm. trader joe's what is it about trader joe's you like over whole foods karen it's cheaper overall mm-hmm. like like this shit is cheaper and you get a lot more different stuff you know uh you get a lot more of like their own personal stuff that's actually really good because you know we walk around and shit like that you're like oh this is some trader joe's brand cookies you be like oh this shit is flames yeah trader joe's with the snacks Ain't, they got all the goddamn snacks yeah trader joe's is with the snacks so i, I fuck with that um so uh <clears throat> i would say uh let's get to the comments i think i'm <sighs> see I, I that's the other thing i don't go in whole foods that often because it's just not it's not it's my, so expensive right it's not my vibe i think trader joe's for me too yeah because you're not trying to fuck with not going out i always feel like i'm not gonna say out of place but you be like okay now that i came to this fancy ass expensive place how do you pronounce that i don't know i just i feel like this ain't the spot for me yeah with trader joe's i want to eat i want to come back soon right with uh with whole foods even when i leave i'll never like can't wait to go back trader joe's i'm like soup dumplings i'll be back tomorrow you know come on uh all right 
so barbara says two words cookie butter mic drop uh layla says i chose whole foods only because it's closer trader joe's is too far the whole foods is down the block been to trader joe's once and it reminded me of aldi's i didn't know the brands i was it was small thought i was gonna have to bag my own shit i tried to boycott whole foods when they gave them cop sandwiches (laughs) the one other time we were protesting no the other time not that time okay like five protests ago i couldn't hang because i can't buy my meat and veggies from target but now i want to uh know what his cookie butter stuff is barbara's talking about yeah i feel like if you're not hitting up the snacks in trader joe's you ain't really been oh them snacks are absolutely delicious we went to trader joe's i think we we almost i think we've been doing this annually particularly around pumpkin season time and we buy uh pumpkin spice season time i'm sorry pumpkin spice season time thank I'm, you i'm, I'm sorry I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sorry and you know they have pumpkin spice shit that you wouldn't even know pumpkin spice cookies and cakes and cr- oh it'd be so delicious y'all uh tish says trader joe's is cheaper and they have the depression meals on lock if you know how to eat and don't have it in you to cook or even go through motions of ordering delivery they have some tasty options for you in the frozen section their ethnic food is surprisingly good even when it's been frozen yeah the soup dumplings amazing mm-hmm. and even though their organization uh when it comes to sweet sauces and spices makes my adhd going to overdrive yeah I, I don't understand the the layout because they do just put shit everywhere right it, like i go to the frozen food section and above the frozen food is candy yes right at eye level like what it don't make no sense what are the candies and cookies even doing over here mm-hmm. i guess to make you impulse buy i but you could then put them anywhere i mean there's there's no there's no there's no rhyme or reason to i guess shit. they say when you look up you'll want to grab it i guess, yeah but you could do that in the you can put them then put them in the produce aisle who gives a fuck drew it makes no sense they just yeah, put it's, shit wherever it's, it's no organized what you, is the fucking numbers on the aisle for anything is down any aisle oh i didn't even know they had numbers on the aisle i just stopped walking in the trader joe's because i don't pay them size no attention because the aisles make no sense i just shot by memory in trader joe's i'd be like i remember it was around here i got pita butter cookies <laughs> around this area yes and even though their organization when it comes to sweet sauces oh yeah uh their flavor combos are worth it looking for something different to add to your sandwiches they got you feeling fancy but lazy grab some frozen risotto to pair with something else i'm working my way through that inventory and haven't been disappointed yet yeah i've only had a couple things that i was like this is whack uh kim doc says i like whole foods there was a trader joe's near me that serviced a black and brown community up the way well they decided the people near potomac and bethesda needed yet another trader joe's so they moved the store there i went to shop there a whole seven miles away and the attendance was mean and stank never said in front in that trader joe's again the one near reistertown maryland is better anyway skin folk and kid folk all around salt of the earth i love the handcrafted soaps in whole foods sure i'm getting ripped off but they're luxurious and i love their wild caught salmon all right yeah i just saw we had a lot of different interesting uh individual experiences man mm-hmm. I, i've never really experienced bad service by either one of those companies Same. at any location so you know hopefully uh, i can keep that streak going uh last episode of the week was 2116 bwc's um stacy vincent says hey rod and karen listening to your show in the past was something i did to reward myself as working to get uh through the week but uh oh as i was working to get through the week but now 
i find this show is a necessity uh, i hate that we took two days off after you posted this i'm sorry right. yeah. uh, sorry to let you down i need i need i needed a, a break you know i need to listen to you guys to get through the day by the way i had a humongous smile on my face when ray sonny asked you guys about your love story i loved it stacy thanks stacy mm-hmm. uh vinyl collector says rod and karen i'm so grateful for your podcast rod i know you mentioned in the previous episode that you are fortunate that your world is mostly black paraphrasing but unfortunately my experience is the opposite my world is mostly white and i am a black woman what you said at the beginning of the episode about not being able to be your true self at work has been my experience for 30 plus years and when you were talking about it i lol because my job got me an executive coach and and in our first session when i asked for strategies i could use to improve my perception among executives or to craft a personal brand that shapes me as a leader in their mind for promotion all she could say was that i just need to be myself and that if i was authentic <laughs> that i would be as su- i would be as suffocating as it feels wearing face mask all day during this pandemic yeah yeah be yourself okay be unemployed she clearly had no idea that not only had i been doing that my whole career but that it had been a necessity to get where i was today to even be talking to an executive coach oh right. i see what, yeah right yeah i just don't know like I, you know everyone's authentic self is different mm-hmm. and i just think white people get to be authentic at work in a way that we just we, i don't think we, we don't. ever will Mm-mm. you can't even say nigga at work nope you know black people say nigga in casual conversation with each other all the goddamn time you break that yeah. shit off in an office meeting your ass is over yeah take you straight to hr yeah and i've been in meetings where white people cuss so don't even tell me it's, well that's different it's mm-hmm. really fucking not you know i've heard people get smacked cuss move the smack out uh, uh having a me- meeting with the door shut and just 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 railing I, i've been um in a meeting where my boss was cussing and mad and all this shit and i just joined him to like like oh we could cuss so i just thought it'd be funny to cuss too like yeah fuck those people and he would be like calm down man and put his hand on my shoulder i'm like you was just cussing i learned it from you like what so the shit was just mad different man like you know and i know i ain't alone in there there's got to be other black people with that experience agreed along those lines i've been struggling with the other issue you mentioned at the beginning about having white friends or co-workers check in during the past one to two weeks in many instances i'm the only black person my white friends and co-workers know and this week my phone has been blowing up with texts and heart emojis and check-ins and frankly it makes me angry I know it's more for them than for me and I, to relieve some of the guilt that they are feeling right now or to check off a box that they did something to show they are not one of the races, but it's performative. I say it's performative because this is literally the first time any of them have checked in on me and I've been pretty vocal on my social media about my feelings after all these unjust murders dating back to Eric Garner. I have a black son, so I have always also been vocal about it with my mom's friend, mom friends in that context that i'm afraid for his future because of how society treats black men so it makes me think that all this time either one they knew what was happening they didn't really care till now or two they didn't know or educate themselves about what was happening because they were only focused on their own experience it's been a little awakening uh, about what these friendships really are because i'm realizing when they check in i don't really feel comfortable sharing how i'm feeling including the info i just shared with you it has me rethinking my world in the middle of all of this and not in a resentful or punishing way like you talked about before right i chuckled at the speed analogy but more in a mental and emotional health kind of way before i wish there were people checking in who i could actually share how i'm feeling right now yeah 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 because yeah, it's uh i've been seeing online how uh some people 
you have black people in all types of spots i've been seeing people online that, that are like i'm just not realizing i'm the black friend you have some people online go oh i was a black friend but uh we you know i'm not the black friend no more <laughs> you know so people are a little bit of everywhere on these things you know then you have some black people to go yeah the white people i have around me they better understand like like if you don't understand i'm just not gonna kick it with you i don't got time to fill you in and 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 plead for my humanity you better walk through the front door understanding yeah and i mean dog as black people it's difficult enough because we have misunderstandings between us correct white supremacy is so fucked up that we can't all agree on how to navigate this shit so we, even within just the black diaspora man you got people mad about all kinds of internal shit mm-hmm. hey you're lighter than me you have a privilege when it comes to that hey you're straight and you have a privilege when it comes to that you're a man you have a privilege when it comes to that you know there you know the, you're from a certain city you're there's all you're from a different country different continent like there, there's so much shit already within the shit when you're talking with just black people in general um so then you add whiteness to it and that's just another layer of frustration that can reach you um and white people right now <laughs> i was talking about this a chris and it's kind of a joke but i kind of mean it too white people right now if they're a good white person quote unquote then they confuse as fuck right they don't know what to do because <laughs> the answer varies per black person we all did not come to the same conclusion there's a lot of fucking like conflicting answers mm-hmm. out there you know reach out to your black friends like my man randolph terrence had said something on facebook about he, he white people not reaching out to the black people they know and how that's fucked up and he's counting it and he notices it and i've seen other people be like don't check on me leave me alone right and so per person. randolph put that out there and i've been kind of just i i know it's a conscientious choice now i don't know if it's just a denial thing or what but i have been very fucking conscientious of just not wanting to get into the explaining this shit to white people Mm-mm. lane i don't want to nope. do it it's not my job mm, sure nope i don't actually give a fuck i don't and maybe it's because i have so little hope right i don't think my message is gonna reach the white people and they gonna change and they hearts gonna grow three sizes that day uh, if, uh, if they uh, white and they give a fuck they'll come around eventually right they will. if they don't who cares that that's their life you know what i mean keep just keep your life away from mine if you really don't give a fuck about my life i don't want to interact with you Mm-mm. i don't want to educate you and i don't want to debate you so right you know so like i said randolph had that thing he put out and i want to say uncanny within a couple of days a white dude i used to work with hit me up and was like you know you know if there's anything my family can and me we can do for you blah blah and i i'm not trying to be shady nigga we're not friends we worked together for a little bit for a long a long time ago i never thought anything necessarily bad about you right but but i but i don't feel like you're obligated to reach out to me you know but they feel that yeah i don't want that i don't even want it Mm -mm. but enough black people have said they do want it right and then they told you that your silence is complicitness Mm -hmm. and then they told you if you don't do it you basically racist Mm -hmm. so you reaching out to me a nigga who don't believe any of that you know you reaching out to me and i'm like yeah i i don't i'm not one of those blacks i don't know what to tell you (laughs) i'm not one of them like if you knew me better you know you didn't need to do this so like it all defeats the purpose so yeah it just depends on the person man so i personally i'm not into that shit but um yeah i i definitely feel everything you're saying though because 
it is that you know thank you again for your podcast for years you guys have been my imaginary friends who i can vent with about this stuff and then turn around and laugh about it i hope you know what a difference you're making well thank you we do know now i mean because people like you write in to tell us you know so thank you um (laughs) that might be the poll of the day has a white person apologized like reached out to you yeah that should be the poll checked on you i'm gonna say jot that down don't check on me write a check okay that's what i say not really i don't want your check either i don't want your white guilt money or none of this shit there's a lot of black people who do but if you're listening to me i'm not that person i don't want that shit we have you know people putting us in lists now check out these black podcasts and uh i'm gonna uplift black creators this week that's that's well intended and that's cool it is but much like my girl vinyl collector just said i can't help it but it makes me a little bit angry because if you haven't lifted my shit up the other 365 days a year that i am black and the other 10 years that we've been doing this show and it's only in the midst of a black crisis that you have the nerve to be like hey check this out this is some black people y'all get the fuck out of my face put a reminder in your fucking phone right now and do the same thing every month for the the rest of the month you know what i'm saying don't just i mean if, if black if black people are getting killed on camera is what gets us promotion then why aren't we getting promoted every day because they doing it every day so i don't like i don't want this white guilt attention that it's not my thing and i know there are some blacks that get off on it if nothing makes they that's, fucking that's lane. genitals get stiffer than like a white person being guilty and conflicted and giving them a check that's not my thing i don't want it like like if, if i because i also don't want to have to handle your guilt or make you feel good about something or two weeks later when you're feeling less guilty and now you're mad at my podcast because i keep talking about yeah it's fucked up white supremacy is fucked up wow y'all still thinking about that bitch we live under it every day come on it's fitting to be this forever like for some of us it's not a phase goddamn broken record this is not us complaining our way into a job for some of us it's just us living our lives and we this is just a big part of our lives so anyway i'm not a huge fan of that shit anyway but yo but but good but good for the whites who are trying i like i don't have i don't have the right answers for you or whatever it's just it's gonna be a long process good luck uh the poll is which one just uh let's see which one burn it all down burn it all down except for mine just burn your own shit or don't burn anything Karen that one's hard because you don't have uh I understand if you burn (laughs) that's that's what I am Mm -mm. I'm I'm of the I understand if you burn nope uh you know go ahead and answer the question please do you need me to repeat the answers yes (laughs) okay all right I'll repeat the answers for you uh burn it all down burn it all down except for mine don't burn anything or just burn your own shit i guess burn it all down except for mine okay don't burn, don't burn my shit down but i it's one of them things where i understand if they burned your own shit you would understand if they burned no 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 down. no 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 i understand the burning of shit down well, i just that, don't that, want well, to burn my shit but that's the pole the pole in itself you know it has a built-in understanding like it doesn't say you don't understand why or you do understand it doesn't matter 
it's just which of these quality qualify which ones do you go into so you say burn it all down except for mine 19 percent of the audience 19 percent of the audience agrees with you burn it all down except for my shit which if you know i was surprised that wasn't higher you know but i think our audience is a little more realistic than black twitter but okay yes um plus that one sounds the least flattering you don't get to feel like a revolutionary when you're like burn they shit down <laughs> that that you don't feel so you don't feel so righteous do you nope that's why i was like i understand i don't want you burning my shit down uh 32 percent said burn it all down 39 percent said don't burn anything and 11 percent said just burn your own shit uh our audience is pretty woke and 39 percent said don't burn anything which is the highest qualifier like the highest one um burn it all down came in second with 32 percent uh burn it all down except mine 19 and then just burn your own shit 11 percent um i'm gonna tell y'all right now guys i fit into the burn it all down category i've been i said it on my facebook live and <laughs> i mean it guys burn all of that shit down okay riot loot steal we don't own most of that shit no kill more. We people don't own the building. we don't own the property i'm not done i'm not done karen please don't interrupt kill people if you need to no um, i don't care if it's children run up in their house nope. kill people kids Mm-mm. we are Mm-mm. upset we are black Mm-mm. people and everything we feel right now is nope. correct and right Mm-mm. we don't need to worry about about nope. the law the views this- of the of the black guy on the black guy who tips podcast does not include me burn it all to the ground okay fine so i don't give a fuck if it's innocent white people find mm-hmm. them go nat turner on everything y'all gonna I, be going to jail don't you listen to him i don't give a fuck okay i do that i'm the realest nigga in the world in my house i'm in my crib right now mm-hmm. burn the shit down okay i say are that you, from you? the air-conditioned privacy of my gated community burn these motherfuckers <laughs> to ashes okay every last one of them i was about to say though you know the way you talking karen listen posting no, that on Twitter? karen you don't understand okay i guess i don't you don't I'm understand not, woke enough. You, not only are you not woke enough but this is the only thing you are allowed to say on twitter right now karen come on you can't be now, out here now, saying now, that I reasonable with you. I a nuance that's when they can twitter, twitter is like attica attica you saw what happened to killer mike he had he was being reasonable and then he and then and he got roasted for it and got called a coon so you're gonna get us called coons because you out here trying to do to act like what i'm saying is bad no burn I, it all down i don't care where wow. is my tap dance shoes shoes do 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 wow that that's sad to hear what a coons what a coons you playing my jam because no yeah i'll just be one then well not me i believe black lives matter and uh i absolutely uh disagree with karen um as far as i'm concerned yep, we just have to agree to disagree as far as i'm concerned burn it all down don't you know so y'all know i'm the wokest person uh in the room anytime i walk into a room Mm-mm. i start burning shit that's how i'll get down okay <laughs> i burn i'm burning incense right now guess what else y'all burning the candle right here live y'all see it 
i burned it down up in here okay i'm burning all the uh wild high hyacinth fresh floral fragrances up in my crib because i'm such a revolutionary okay i see now get out there and burn burn it all okay mm-hmm. set the police on fire we don't care no, we i okay i do care we here at the blackout tips do not want to be canceled continue to give to this show because we are the most revolutionary this is how people them, lose. Them people ain't giving us no killer money. mike ain't gonna serve, ain't gonna save no ain't gonna get none of his money back no one getting ronda jules five because he sold out and said burn some of it down but don't Mm-mm. burn your shit down and they said no no the right answer was burn it all so we will be burning it all up in here Mm-mm. static static says I, if i'm being honest i find myself oscillating between all these sometimes all at once then i just get tired shady dame <laughs> shady dame says usher voice let it burn see shady dame on she on it okay if she walked outside and they was burning her car and her house down she would be like i don't care burn it all hand me a torch i will burn my own shit with you and that's how i get down because i'm real like that my grandpa marched ga in the 50s my dad marched at oakland in the 70s i marched in berkeley during rodney king in the 90s now we had dubious honor of taking our kids to march for the same fucking shit this literal lifetime of begging this shithole country for the absolute bare minimum begging them to give us simple equality at this point i we brought this country into the world and without unend with our unending labor so we can take this motherfucker out i wish that i could say that i were a better person than that but there is there it is if you tie a dog up in the backyard kick it every few days and don't have your feelings hurt when he bites your leg off don't worry guys are planning on bringing this shit up at therapy on monday so i'll be all right <laughs> i was with you on everything you said until that last sentence so you going to therapy yes go to therapy if that's what you need baby you gonna go to therapy and get this out no if you want to get your feelings mm-hmm. out burn your shit down Mm-mm. start with your house burn that motherfucker down you, and anybody living you next to you better go okay, to your we, therapist appointment baby. we burning shit up in here okay mm-hmm. black power black people mm-hmm. forever all mm-hmm. right keep your appointment baby in don't fact, listen, show up 20 minutes early don't listen to this coon okay she not down with the with with it like we are okay guys that's the only answer black rage i'm with you burn it doug b says i would have seen i would have seen this poll two days ago oh if i would have seen this poll two days ago i would have said burn nothing but after some fools unconnected to the area's peaceful march tried to loot the stores on the corner the stupidness uh the stupidness of work and two-hour phone call with insurance lying about raising my prescription copay i voted to burn it all see that's what i think i think burn it all is just a feeling yeah yeah i, I don't I, even I think people i don't even think people mean, mean it. it i know because i don't because niggas be in their house y'all do know y'all own matches come on <laughs> like, you can burn shit down at any time you want people in, keep, in fact we got the fancy lighters listen i saw uh i saw soul food leave a motherfucking towel on the oven burn that shit down okay Mm-mm. layla says i'm at the point where i don't even care no more what happens to here just like a nazi said on american guys let the motherfuckers burn my shit they shit everybody shit had a state farmer just to come out and survey what's left and cut me a check it's 
uh oh so y'all ain't burning state farm no if we're burning everything we burn the state farm too ain't gonna be no checks in the new can't, can't burn state farm down in the mm-hmm. new world of ashes it won't mm-hmm. be no checks no banks either mm-hmm. we burning them bitches too mm-hmm. oh y'all not real i'm the only real I, person in the world i know i'm not real like right. that right that yeah i see you i see wow this is gonna be the thing that that gets us divorced come on get my i told i already told you get my tap dancing shoes i saw you shane i'm sorry you and uh leah wrote in and and just i'm sorry okay you wasted your money Karen, i'm not woke karen's up. not a rider nope if the uh wait if thing if any oh wait if anything good could come out of me taking an l i'm for it for the humanity of black people fuck this country and fuck cops hashtag defund the police uh tish says i feel like as long as they're uh talking businesses and ho- not homes i kind of has to be all or nothing oh first okay tish first of all you qualified your own shit oh we just talking businesses and not homes well that's the thing that's not all then Mm-mm. so how you gonna try to write a qualifier so you have to go back and change your vote in the poll because you didn't even you believe say, oh, but what you mine. said yeah you oh uh, don't burn it all don't burn nobody shit down right we talking businesses but not homes no we talking businesses homes we talking preschools we talking everything the playground we burning it all all of it the people the cops everybody the people in the jails everyone getting burnt up oh man i swear to god the work i do for you negroes if you have a business you shouldn't be okay if people across town lose theirs but ready to switch sides when folks get to you you should have insurance just like they do and if they talking about letting it all burn then be ready to have it hit you maybe the lesson there hasn't been a lasting cultural shift in regards to black lives it's just a matter of the fires being put out too early showing restraint in an effort to prove we're not what we say we are um what you say we are may may have hurt us maybe we just needed to show them that we can do much worse so the next time we're polite enough to ask for something they'll be willing to take us seriously to keep it from getting so bad again before we just take it yeah i i mean the only thing i was saying that analogy is i don't know that burning it all down is us taking anything i don't think Mm-mm. you burn it all down and then like the fucking freedom comes away out the out of the from behind mm. the closet and everybody's free yeah you burn it all down and shit we don't own yeah so um all right let's get to the last comment kim doc rod and karen the people at gucci and breitling and chanel and louis vuitton ain't did nothing to y'all whispers except be racist yeah i don't even know who that i don't watch love and hip-hop anymore so i didn't even know who that woman was that was crying about Mm. them stores Mm mm-hmm i never laughed as hard as i did at shakina that's who it is shakina and trina this shit stuck uh, struck a nerve with them that i that i and people of my mindset cannot relate to i don't really care either way but it leaves a bad taste in the air with regard to trina she's a beloved she's beloved to the point where if anyone speaks a negative whisper is spoken in her direction from anyone there's a hive that dies off the top rope on people maybe that got to her head who knows that goodwill is definitely dry as hell now though all she had to do was read the room yeah he, that's bad when trick that is the voice of reason come on trick that was like hey 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 hey, hey. tricks like trick love the kids what are you doing come on uh yeah black people right so uh anyway yeah i i'm if i'm being real man i feel kind of like uh what do you call it uh Les FL? is that hands off is that what french french for hands off i like i wouldn't get out there and burn shit i don't really see the point uh as far as like what it's gonna do i think 
i think people need to be a little less judgmental of the black people who are like there are consequences towards burning this shit i don't think i think we need to stop being so in a rush to dismiss them because you know i was reading the article where this woman was a pharmacist and they burned down the cvs and she was like i understand the rage and i identify with it and this isn't even about my job as a pharmacist but there are people that need the drugs and the prescriptions that were in the pharmacy and now they won't be able to get them and i don't know what i do when i you know if i have someone on three four five medications or something Mm -hmm. and i'm scrambling for these medications you know mm-hmm. um what am i am i fuck you burn it all I get this is your part of the consequence of this shit like it you know it is somewhat of a um it's a nuanced discussion and that's not a place to have it online no, you have to basically not. say and that's what that's what my joke is really i said it on my facebook live or whatever it's like you have to say burn it all like to the point of almost being to the point of like the more kind of callous you sound the better the more revolutionary pats on the back you get for saying it right so if you say burn it all kill the kids burn the, I'm burn the fucking school down burn the the playground burn like people will support that right now in this moment because you sound like you woke like that's the wokest thing you can say but you know i think it, it spoke volumes that when killer mike had an actual platform to address everyone that what he was responsible for saying and what was best for his community are different than what he said when he logged back on Twitter the next day. Like he literally there's no accountability. There. He logged out back on Twitter and said, "Burn it all," and people said, well, "Nigga, make up your mind." It's like, oh, oh, that was him being that. So Twitter is fake. Come on, you know, well, for a lot of people, yes, yeah, it's easy to say that shit, and and even people like that don't want people to get upset with the looters and the rioters and shit. Um even those people aren't really actively saying you know i'm gonna go out here and burn some shit too because they Mm-mm. even they know deep down on a fundamental level there is some irresponsibility to that and there mm-hmm. is some parts of the picture that are being painted over in order for us to like throw our black power fist in the air but the truth of the matter is you know if 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 if, if my grandmama is on chloroquine for her lupus and you niggas burned down the cvs right i i i'm allowed to be sad and hurt as well as sad and hurt about the black death in the street that got us mad like yes and all I'm, of these vi- feelings are valid feelings from different levels and different places in blackness and it's not a class thing mm-mm. it's not you know it's not about being rich it's just that this white supremacy is such a fucked up situation we're all gonna feel complicated feelings around it agreed you know so it just depends man um but yeah i ain't i ain't, like i said it's, it's not it's i'm more mad about white supremacy and the systemic oppression of people than i am about people fucking up a store which is why you ain't never caught me saying not a bad thing about people fucking up a store unless Mm-mm. unless it was white people coming into our neighborhoods and fucking up shit other than that i don't care agreed you know <clears throat> anyway uh we had emails i don't i don't think we got any voicemails um from skype i checked it earlier this morning i can check again real quick okay to make uh karen feel better yes uh thank you and uh thank god i did because emil left a voicemail yay you welcome karen okay you did it hey guys emil here um hopefully this uh voicemail gets in before the show but um 
I was listening to the show this week, and you guys mentioned that you felt lucky. Well, Rod mentioned that he felt lucky that he was existing in a black environment for most of his life. And I realized that was my, my life for about 28 years until I moved to Canada. And I remember my first engineering job, I tried to press a point in a meeting. And my boss at the time said, uh, I didn't have to be so aggressive. <laughs> Man, when I tell you, I was puzzled. I felt like I was... Um, thrown into whiteness grad school without meeting any of the, the whiteness prerequisites. Anyway, 20 years later, with everything going on, I'm just glad all the social distancing rules prevent people from gathering in a lunchroom at work, because, believe me, I don't, want to ha- I don't want to have these weighty conversations with these motherfuckers at work. <laughs> believe me. Anyway, love the show as always. Uh, I love the, that week when you had uh, all those guests on, especially Ray Sani. And 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 what's the what's the tea, Nick and Reggie? As always, keep up keep up the show. Um, yeah. Bye. <laughs> Thanks, Emil. Thank you, baby. Uh, I feel like more of his Jamaica accent was coming out that week. This uh this week, mm-hmm. I feel like as the pandemic goes longer and longer he is more and more jamaican um which i don't know if that's a thing but i can tell if you go Get back and listen to the old the first email voicemails he, he left it was like hi this is a male and i'm from canada and i was like man what? Like, i'm a jamaican gentleman but slowly and slowly and, with him not, not having to go to work and being at home they're gonna they're gonna go on the zoom and they're gonna be like what say that again can't understand you. it's gonna it's gonna get so bad that he gonna call in and it's gonna be the it's not just gonna be a normal jamaica accent it's gonna be uh season two of luke cage jamaican <laughs> no oh uh, no the mafia burn i'm be like Mm-mm. i don't know what has happened no no sir no. <laughs> mariah stokes gone blind i'm be like i don't know what any of this means I, anymore I, I don't want any of that <laughs> but uh nah man i feel you too because i definitely had been called aggressive more than once when i worked in white corporate america one uh like i said had a boss who used to cuss in the fucking meetings call people all kinds of names and shit um and not to their face but like you know we'd be on we'd be talking and he's like that's old stupid son of a bitch would do that and i'll be like and i join in barely just tipping tipping my foot in the water and he would be like no hold on you don't have to be so upset and i'm like okay this is weird and i noticed it after a couple times i just stopped even talking to him about it i was just like well i guess he cusses and i don't you know and the white other white people in the meeting could cuss or whatever no problem but me specifically i couldn't cuss nope um and so then um i had that happen i had another time i got written up for an email that i literally did not mean sarcastically or in a dick way at all and even as i explained it to the fucking short five foot two boss that i had at the time hey this is not i didn't mean this in a negative way if you just like trust me as an employee you you'd at least have my back or go well you say you didn't mean it that way i got written up anyway turned out it was on my fucking permanent record like i like years later when i when i was left from that job my uh my current manager who had been laid off at the same time he was apologizing me to me because he was like yeah i really let this job turn me into a dick i was kind of like treating things too seriously i was asking like you know kind of getting on you for little shit that really wasn't that important and i was like you know what dog i forgive you you know 
he apologized and I, I try not to hold on to that kind of shit and i say you know you just got caught up in the in the in the corporate culture thinking that this shit matters this shit don't matter it's not important and he was like um yeah and, and and brian left this thing on your record for i was like that shit was still in there that shit happened like 15 years ago so yeah i definitely understand black people we don't get to be aggressive mm-hmm. you know people talk about the angry black woman stereotype and they're very right about it but i guess you know probably in my circles you're not a, i have so many black women around me i very rarely talk about the experience of a black man specifically because i know that to some people that's a trigger of like um i'm trying to get into some type of oppression olympics so i'm going to deny the oppression of black women but being a black man ha- comes with certain ex- oppressions as well mm-hmm. and the angry black man is a stereotype as fucking well yes it is you know and you're not allowed to do that you're not allowed to express rage and anger why do you think fucking uh jackie um uh well, why can't i remember his last name the biggest, biggest baseball player of all time jackie robinson why do you think jackie robinson was the one they picked because they knew he wouldn't punch a nigga out right not in front of everybody why do you think barack obama was the first black president come on because they know he doesn't get moved to anger and his anger is very like it's anger but it's very safe anger and he knows he can't express anything more than that that's why they still afraid and mad at michelle obama because she ain't as safe oh no no she unpredictable yeah so i definitely can relate to that man it's like uh, it's it's a lot bro so um and i and i do feel privileged to work with how i work what i do to do it with who i do it with and to be able to pick and choose who we work with right. that may not always be true i don't know i don't feel like our show is one of those shows that will be quote unquote saved by white dollars uh I, I no matter how big or small we ever get right i feel like white people for the most part will leave us to our own devices because of the shit we talk about and how we talk correct but um i think it, 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 i i it's, it's it's like i love that right now i love that when we had planned our live event we picked our planner and we specifically say we want a black woman when we were got our photographer hey we want the, we want a black woman photographer from yeah, the area we specifically we, said those things yeah but i like being able to do that mm-hmm. not just because i'm also like because i support black women guys mm-hmm. i'm just like the fucking wokest that's not what i'm saying i i like doing it because it's less of a headache for me right i like cool they'll be professional they'll be somebody we can vibe with the lighting will be right yeah all that shit like i like it's just little shit like that like it's not you know i like I, and i don't have to be like um freddie freddie gray got killed and i better not bring it up around brian like i don't have to feel that way so it's a privilege it really is a privilege at least from the way i view life there might be other black people that would view this and be like it's not a privilege you you gotta deal with, you only got as much as black people can give you but i'll fucking take it i love it you know what i mean i'm the same person that doesn't want mark cuban's millions of dollars so t with queen and jay can put me in the pit so i'm a complicated human being trying to stay out whatever it takes to stay out the pit yeah basically that's why i love everything bagels now love them barbara writes in we got some emails the blackout tips at gmail.com uh <laughs> thank rod and karen for another great episode you hit so many salient and relevant points in your discussions you two are podcasting gold on um, being black and typically white corporate systems i hit 40 a few years ago and decided 
to uh myself fuck it i'm I'll, i'm actually going to keep moving till i got to spot to a spot where my work which historically history proves i do well and my experience are matched with a decent level of respect and acknowledgement i got sick and tired of the cognitive dissonance of seeing how well my work was being received but getting radio silence when it came to being acknowledged yeah they good for that um man there's been so many times i went into a performance review thinking i was doing bad because no one had said shit to me about the good work i was doing all year long and then when i'm in there thinking i gotta defend myself just to keep a job i'm you know and i'm putting my list together i got better at this as time went on i started putting my list together before the meeting mm-hmm. and being like nah i've been killing this shit so when i came in there anything negative they had to say i was ready to be like uh hold up player what about this um but what happened eventually was that they weren't even saying negative shit it was all in my head you know what i mean i thought they were gonna say something bad about me because that's just how my brain was working but but it was also because they never they weren't really truly positively reinforcing me so that i had ammunition to walk in there feeling confident correct two and a half years of three job changes later i'm happier still have to deal with the usual bullshit but i'm better at speaking up for myself and not tolerating having my work appropriated and misattributed Mm-hmm. i love how you just said that it wasn't that the circumstances necessarily changed but you changed mm-hmm. and it goes all the way back to what i was saying about those nfl players we get we give them so much shit but they we all have a progress we have to get to before we feel firm enough to even stand up in a meeting and be like hey for my performance appraisal this is wrong i want more i know my newfound philosophy will not settle uh to not settle has a ceiling to it but i'm willing to keep going until i hit it and when i think i've hit it i'm still going to push because i guarantee there's still room between the 10 percent and the 90 percent you talked about anyway thank you you started so you share some great insights as always much love appreciated b thank you b mm-hmm. Raphael says thanks for the reading rainbow in this episode i've been working in what i thought was a dream job for the last three years and it's been a re-education to say the least let me oh i didn't even think all this is coming from the reading rainbow segment we did mm. okay because i was like i don't even remember talking about jobs that much this week but yeah it was that reading rainbow mm-hmm. we started about mm-hmm. the woman applying for the job mm-hmm. and let me people you don't like the reading rainbow segment you don't like the reading rainbow segment that's my fun. nigga we be that's the jewels that's the gems right there you skipping past the good shit you stupid the job is on uh acres and a benefit is being able to get out and when it's warm or play video games or pinball in the break room i didn't believe that until i saw it lol but karen was right it's different rules in corporate america ain't for us i get the hey i stopped by and you were at not at your desk or if i wanted to get away from your my desk to work on a paper it was hey are you in the building the struggle mm-hmm. is the struggle is not to go off when my name is mentioned for doing what everyone else does on the daily you gonna say something i say yes yes and it's very frustrating mm-hmm. that's one benefit about you not that i had this at my my old job but one benefit yeah. about working at home and some companies is and that's not and that's not it's not actually companies some cultures that have been very controlling this drives them nuts because now they can't control you they can't monitor you they can't watch you every second and i guarantee you productivity and all that shit done spike through the roof but they will never contributed that to you not fucking controlling and pressuring and looking over the corner and fo- constantly following people. They'll never contribute that, that you literally taking, taking the pressure off of people. And so now they can take their break, go to the bathroom, eat their lunch. They can do these things without feeling 
watched every minute every second every hour of the day right and the thing is like people go white people especially just get a different job and i'm like I, i feel you and i'm not saying that it isn't this job but also what do you do when it's every job what do you do when it's when you're at a job where they do let white people do the things that you're saying i should be allowed to do but they don't let me do them so now what are we talking it's like oh they watch you like a hawk no they watch me like a hawk they don't really watch you like a hawk they don't watch us like a hawk for some reason it's always me that's getting a little note about hey you were three minutes late and this other motherfucker can come in from fishing and be like i fell asleep outside by the pond and that's why i came in so late this weekend for the overtime and they laugh in the meeting as he tells everyone that in the meeting in front of everyone mm-hmm. and he doesn't get pulled to the side and reprimanded and written up mm-hmm. but my black ass was five minutes late because i stopped to get everybody donuts and we had to have a conversation you know what i mean mm-hmm. by the way real story not not made up um uh uh, it's a pain in my ass uh in the ass to try to be twice as good when everyone around you makes the twice the mistakes and gets to laugh it off anyway thanks for validating how i'm sure many of us in corporate america feel absolutely so let's says hi rod and karen i had to write in to thank you all i used to be a subscriber but alas the irs came a knocking so i had to discontinue my monthly but i'm going to donate when i can i really love the reading rainbow segment and love when you were live in, at the library the library has always been one of my safe places i always wish more took advantage of it uh of of all it has to offer even now our library has so much available digitally that even though the building is closed you can still have access to so much for free i also want to say i really appreciate you both of your very smart measured and thoughtful takes on what is going on number one COVID 19 i work in healthcare and also have friends who had folks in china in january when it was going down and i was running around screaming like the town crier that it was about to pop off here i also tried to tell all my peeps to prepare one group of friends who include someone who lived through an escape war in africa and another whose family was impacted by hurricane maria and another whose family is from jamaica you not only didn't have to tell us twice we were prepping in feb uh bias in healthcare is real i have a few books at the end of this for your reading rainbow segment you may want to check out that speak on this one of the reasons i work so hard to advocate and push for my patients is because honestly you never know when you will be on the other side other end at some point needing someone to do that for you come on number two the protest the somewhat is mixed up with covid19 too uh i am so worried uh i'm so worried in relationship to this virus we are witnessing national super spreader events now i will say healthcare provider fatigue with this thing is real and the frustration when they saw people at the beach and the bars is building but now i think it will unfortunately hit ahead in the next five to 21 days as the hospital is full of overflowing again Mm -hmm. looking like italy people were adjusting to the new normal and now it's all tense waiting for the other shoe to drop when it absolutely will which absolutely will yeah yeah i think so too i i feel like a i think that was one of the things that got to me tuesday or wednesday is i feel a measure of sadness not just about george floyd and black lives matter and brianna taylor and all these people being killed um by the police i also feel sad because racism is so fucked up that even in a pandemic we are out here uh knowing that this this disease is out here and, and many people may die because they needed to protest many people right. may die because they had to vote many you know these are the demands of what is required 
to to help try to fix this country and black people being the true patriots that they really are the ones who actually believe not in america as it is but in america that has never existed are the ones that are fucking pushing this place you know um so yeah it makes me sad when i see you know even my friends and shit out there protesting and they got their mask down around their neck and they're you know talking into their facebook live and shit and they standing not six feet away from somebody else and i'm like you know i i hope this 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 thing doesn't come back and, and hit everybody and especially since the white people had their protests first i hope the hospitals aren't full of fucking country redneck ass white people that actually didn't want a social distance and said fuck the country and fuck for i need a haircut and then they got the hospital bed and then a week later two weeks later black people start needing hospital beds and ain't no beds you know i think that's a nightmare scenario and i just let y'all inside my head for a little bit but that's the kind of shit i've been thinking about and it's depressing as fuck you know agreed and i you know and for me it's almost like for the for the people out there that are protesting the march i was like oh it's like a two-edged sword you got the 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 real live bullets from the police and beating me with batons and then you have the 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 covid which is an unseen thing so it's like a two-edged sword when it comes to your life yeah <clears throat> this leads me to the protest as a child of protests who were involved in the civil rights movement as someone who protested apartheid for the investment and against community violence something seems so too so odd it seems in a weird way that people are mixing up the issue of holding these police officers accountable and everything that has happened the pandemic losses a job racism tm being inside and i honestly feel like the whites uh tm were co-opting as well they have been waiting for us to do the heavy lifting when surely it an incident like this happened and now using this human shield so they can justify their relative inaction all the way back to electing this fool and not mass mobilization since he has been in office that's why those bernie bros and rose twitter and woke blacks are full of shit still ain't out ain't out except to cause trouble yeah it's a lot of people that they telling us all this leadership shit from the safety of their homes and on twitter you know yes sir this is we'll see we'll see you know we're gonna be out in the streets nigga you ain't burning nothing you are holding a fucking zoom event tonight you like where's susan sarandon you know what i mean like i i I, yeah it's just crazy it's crazy but it makes us feel good to feel revolutionary online Mm -hmm. plus the coordinates um white supremacist aspect of this cannot be denied they literally have been planning this like clancadia clancada like clancada and oh like al-qaeda but clancada and (laughs) and because hilarious and because they are all up in the halls of power uh nobody is stopping them which brings me to my appreciation of both of you and your stance on president obama and michelle obama these negroes continue to lose their mind when talking about what he should have done slash didn't do against all of this like how can you look at the last four years how many people internally were never on his side that were 45 supporters white supremacists and at the very least biased and come to the conclusion that yes it's all his fault man i saw somebody who said not only not to guilt people into voting in 2016 in addition to that um they also was like these black podcasts need to stop talking about voting uh because basically like we don't know shit you know and then they was like and oh obama speaking fuck fuck what he got to say it's his fault for letting trump get in office and i'm like literally you can't tell people don't worry about voting if it makes you feel bad 
if it doesn't make you feel great then fuck it literally leading us to this motherfucker winning and then be like i can't believe the lawful law-abiding president abided the law and and this motherfucker and just let this motherfucker be president as if there's ever been a chance that it wasn't going to happen that way the only time we have kept a person who won the general election from being president is when we made sure they didn't win the general election because it's never happened before you win the general election you get to be president that's how it's always been that's that's it you can't get mad at this nigga for doing what the fuck always happens be mad at your fellow fucking citizens who thought it was a game <sighs> the same is the challenge is to the challenge with the abolish the police and prison abolition narrative when you read from the book about black policing as well as the ida b wells and how some of these strategies have been tried before and had some failure and some success it's just so much more nuanced and complex than the media social media most people want to discuss yeah i saw somebody that was like i'm a prison abolitionist i honestly i was looking at this account i don't even remember the name but it had one of those names why it it felt like it was a pair god i wish i knew the coco parody it was like coco butter feminist or film or something it it was just something like you know like shade butter womanist or something like something where Uh, you would be like is this like someone from a real person is this 4chan messing with us it's got like a cartoon avatar and shit you like is this a real person or not i don't know like it's trying to use the slang don't make sense yeah i'm like i hope it's a real i don't know if it's a real person but who cares you know i don't follow them that follow me but i saw someone like retweeted them or something and they were like you know like they're heavy on on prison abolition prison abolition which is a very theoretical thing on twitter you know um this is you know same thing with uh even defund the police or abolish the police um it's a theoretical thing uh that's fine i think a lot of times these theories would make for a better world than the one we have so i'm not against the theories but they are theories and that means that they're not practical because they haven't had to deal with practicality they haven't had to deal with realism right Right. so i can say anything in the world i've made up in my world where i made up everyone does recidivist uh justice and we do we community organizations take over they don't there's no such thing as prison and we have people do restorative justice and everyone agrees to it and everyone's fine and all the criminals are like i'm not really a criminal i'm just a person that didn't understand and now i understand and there are there's no crime there's no when there is a crime the 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 person who's a victim of the crime also agrees that hey i don't want to see this person go to jail i just want them to, to to feel better even though they killed my cousin or they killed my wife or they even though they sexually assaulted me i this is the perfect world where i don't feel vengeance at all the same people talking about they so petty right but anyway um in this world where this shit happens you know you have these theoretical situations dealing with real situations at the same time so this person was saying don't say that y'all want to see these cops charged because that just lends legitimacy to the prison industrial complex so let me get this right this motherfucker killed george floyd in front of our faces they killed brianna taylor while she was asleep justice is they get fired we okay they get fired but we also defund the police department but the motherfuckers that just kill something that's there's nothing to be done about that that's the new world i yeah i think when they when people speak they don't speak from a logical position like do you think it doesn't make sense do you think the majority of anybody is on board with that Mm -mm. 
and it, that looks like the old world to me anyway where they get away with killing us and nothing happens oh they lost a job we're already at lost a job all the motherfuckers end up losing a job because the, the 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 problem got to go away so the system can continue to exist so right i like who's on board with this and how why is that so popular online but in real fucking life when you stand in front of a room i don't give a fuck if it's a hundred percent black people in that room and you tell them part of this deal is the people that kill us that are cops we not doing nothing you you Mm-mm. not getting everyone to agree to that shit they're gonna be like nope i'm not trying to hear that yeah you're not getting people to agree to that shit dog it's not you know and i'm not ever gonna feel bad about being realistic about that and i don't Mm-mm. feel bad about saying michelle obama and barack obama are black fucking royalty and people love them like i'm not gonna get fucking gaslit by twitter in the right in the, like i'm crazy yeah and the saying some shit that's not true i'm not gonna do it because when i turn because when i turn this off and talk to talk to people offline black people offline they're like yes i love michelle obama and they would say that statement is dumb lock them up yeah so now nah, i'm not falling for that bullshit yes i want i'm gonna tell you to vote and i think you should vote and i think you stupid if you don't vote yes i do all those things are true and if you're gonna stand up in your uh i don't give a fuckness then i'm gonna stand up in my own i don't give a fuckness and judge you and you just deal with the judgment you'll be okay remember that's your whole thing you making a stand well everybody got stand with you stand by yourself and let me judge the other part of it is um i'm not joining in on the hate train on the obamas online because that's some Ooh. online shit yes it is it's not real you know like, that's why they, a lot of them always shocked and surprised when everybody goes against everything that they've told you is true online right like i'm good man anyway thanks for all that y'all do and the following are some additional books in case you didn't know why she left some books uh which is funny because i already have some of these books i just haven't gotten to reading them i guys my reading is a struggle right now i read i can read a comic book but a fucking book book this pandemic has robbed me of my it's ability just so much going on right to read a fucking book I, but i'm struggling through it i'm still reading the wedding um party i believe is the name of it i'm still reading that book it's just slow as fuck now <sighs> i read like a paragraph or a page and i'm just like all right i have to do something else i'm and, trying and, and that's fine that's fine because for because that's more than nothing so you know for some people for some people they naturally read like that anyway they don't sit down and read for extensive periods of time yeah um but yeah so um the books are that she put in here white rage the unspoken truth of our racial divide carol anderson i have it she also was just interviewed on jonathan Park's podcast if you guys want to hear a great episode that was amazing okay uh jonathan Park cried at the end that cape up yeah cape up yeah this is a great podcast number two one person no vote how voter suppression is destroying our democracy carol anderson i also have that book uh shout out to jail calvin put me on to that three fatal invention uh how science politics and big business recreate race in the 21st century dorothy roberts i don't have that one and dying of whiteness the politics of racial resentment is killing america's heartland jonathan uh metzi once again heard him on a podcast cannot remember if i own that book or not in my kindle but i mean sound like something up my uh up my alley anyway uh i'll i'll copy and paste and put these in the uh, chat room for people if they want to see these books themselves um but yeah this is a great list i like i said i haven't read all of these uh any of these actually i haven't read any of these yet but i own some of these because uh i'm into it you know uh you know that's my my jam 
um can you say something oh, okay. oh i know what i was going to ask you what what was uh uh you said it was cape up and what was her name her name is carol anderson uh the episode name was something like it was it was a fire title i remember because that was the thing that made me want to listen to it i was like yo this like i know they talked about it um I was the title to- is the author of white fragility doesn't think most white people care about racial injustice mm. so that's what it was yeah robin d'angelo white fragility uh so not white rage which i own out as well but white fragility is the one um all right let's see uh back to this dizzy lizzie says uh just heard about ralph northam agreeing to remove robert e lee statue from richmond and i can't wait for y'all to cover this uh and to ralph not only is he invited i will make a plate for him dizzy lizzie gal i told y'all man and he did it in the cover of night so they couldn't fucking come up there and protest they woke up the next morning went out there and the shit was gone yeah i'm sure we'll be uh welcoming him to the cookout again which he is already at and attending um let's see bat in fact i don't know if i'm saying that right left a, it just says a fantastic remix oh it's the dj sway remix to about to lose your job i don't know if y'all seen this original video i can show you guys in the chat but mm-hmm. it was a black woman being arrested by a police officer and she starts dancing talking about you about to lose your job um i don't do they have the original on here um huh i i I guess you got to hear the original first yeah hold on you about to lose your job so the let's see original remix you're about to lose your job it's a see i don't know which of these is uh the real one okay you about to lose your job became an internet anthem against police brutality um yeah the name of the woman in the video remains unknown she has created an instagram account under the username get this dance uh yeah she was like get this dance so this is i think the video i don't think is when i don't want to be detained for no goddamn reason yeah that's how the fuck i act naturally ask anybody who know me what you in school for the fuck are you talking about why are you detaining me you about to lose your job you about to lose your job get this dance you about to lose your job cause you are detaining me for nothing and you're detaining me for nothing and you about to lose your job you ain't even got no job cause you training you about to lose your job you about to lose your job you about to lose your job is this shit worth you losing your job cause you about to because you ain't got no reason i could i could pass so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna lie i never watched the original video because i didn't want to see a black woman in handcuffs with the police around her because that is not my jam because i i seen that clip i was like nope and i just yeah. kept it strolling like i knew people were sharing it and laughing and shit and i did see like a couple seconds of i didn't know about what it was about job. but i was just like man i've seen so many videos of black people with police i couldn't i'm trying to avoid all this content i know a lot of people think they need to see everything and all the stuff on the protest but have it go i I still haven't seen the video that man falling down and getting hit pushed by the cops and Mm -hmm. shit Mm -hmm. i I just don't want to see the police doing what the police fucking do white people might need to see it but i definitely already understand what the fuck they do you know how i feel about that nope but swayed the remix god is that dude so he saw the video and remixed it 
i haven't heard it yet but i mean i feel like suede has uh never failed to deliver you know um you know we had to catch you out catch me outside remix i'm gonna get you bitch and i'm gonna get you when you least expect it how about that Shannon Sharp. Feel the miles with that yes! yak hard yesterday, Skip. I be on these miles and hen dog, and now y'all got problems with me. That, Let uh, me celebrate. I be on the miles. So now it brings us to this. 
you about to lose your job i have not heard this before it's a remix let's see what sway did you about to lose your job you about to lose your job get this ass you about to lose your job because you are detaining me for nothing you about to lose your job on the video they put the four cops that got arrested for george floyd they was you about to lose your job you ain't got no reason oh man that's dope oh so yeah thank you for that remix we uh we appreciate it that's a much needed uh much needed thing to happen today um and lastly we got this email from kyle hi y'all two points one have you tried to, i've tried to leave a five-star review on itunes podcast app multiple times and it always says thanks for your submission or something but i never see it posted i have ensured the submission is clean but i never see it in, in on the app I, am i doing something wrong i don't know are you logged in um yeah you might try to leave it in on like a physical computer i don't know if the computer yeah maybe try an actual computer with itunes on right. it something like that um or go to the website and try it uh not sure uh, that's not a other than cursing i've never seen that happen before same number two below is what i tried to post this podcast always comes through the past two plus weeks have been an emotional roller coaster for black folk from george floyd to white friends telling you how much they learned about white privilege and how sorry they are to candace owens shucking to the white lady in ken uh central park i still haven't seen the candace owens video and refuse nah i'm good uh i'll listen to that after i listen to rush limbaugh on the breakfast club okay guys and now in other words never never worry uh to drew Brees adding trump directly and finally to dc saying screw it we renaming the street black lives matter yeah i saw that too and he wrote it down the street too in yeah. big yellow ass letters mm-hmm. uh someone spray painted on it still not enough <laughs> i knew it was gonna happen when i seen the paint. i said that it's gonna be some black people out there like that you ain't tricking me uh despite the highs and lows of black life this podcast always helps get through these tough times thanks for everything you do all the best kyle thank you thanks kyle and as we always say here guys ain't we lucky we, we got them good times blackout just film live for us with your audience all right y'all that's it we'll <laughs> talk to you guys tomorrow until then i love you, I love you oh wait tomorrow's guest is gonna be roy wood jr mm-hmm. 
so you know we got that going for us oh and don't forget uh to tune in to keeping the girl and get your tickets at keeping com tonight i mean just tonight i'm sorry at 8 p.m you will see me live playing through uh zoom uh playing some uh silent trailers okay and it's a star-studded event okay so uh, hopefully you guys show up uh fear eisenberg is gonna be there uh bowen yang from saturday night live is gonna be there uh, kevin allison is gonna be there people that listen to keith and the girl that are fans are gonna be there including myself and i'm gonna show up and try to kick keith's ass it is all about trying to guess what the movie trailer is that him does watching she notoriously does not watch movies right and she's gonna describe it to us with none of us being able to see what it is and we try to guess what the fuck the movie is all right so it's gonna be a fun time no matter what so hopefully you guys show up and enjoy it yes and use the code tbgwt to get half off you can get half off your tickets go go to keithandagirl.com slash tickets get half off your ticket with code tbgwt hope to see some of you there guys i need some black people there supporting me as we try to win the contest and then i need y'all to you know if i don't win we're gonna say it was racism and black lives matter and they're gonna have to write me several dms to explain to me white privilege uh, so you know we need to get this white guilt w while we can okay this is this george floyd wave is not gonna last forever all right y'all until next time i love you i love you too Mwah. Mwah.